Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Entertainment Talks, The Walking Dead UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC and Star on Disney Plus. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good. And uh, this is technically our last, what's well, our last Walking Dead podcast? But of course, we do have the spin-offs coming up, which we, we've known about for a while. Uh, but this is what we call a series wrap-up podcast. Now, there's two different types of weekly sort of coverage things one is if i do a podcast wrap up that's where i give up on a show because it's gotten bad or whatever um which i did actually do for fear the walking dead as a podcast wrap up um or if um usually if a show's got a finale or if it's cancelled we just do series wrap up anyway so uh, of course walking dead wasn't cancelled it did completely finish and we did finish the podcast so we're doing a series wrap up today uh, so there's no episode to recap i'm sure we'll talk about some of the events that happened in the show and that sort of stuff. Um, a good chunk of what I've got in my notes, because David's got the same notes that I've written down, there's no episode to recap, um, is going to be a lot of comic book comparison. I've been talking about this obviously throughout the season. There was a couple of things that were sort of lined up um, as we go through. Um, particularly in terms of, because I remember last week, like, okay, we had the finale, so there was no more episodes, and I talked about the two characters that I'd read leaked deaths for. One of them did die, one of them didn't, and I said I would fully explain what the other one was about on this podcast, so we'll do that as well. Uh, but before we get into all those notes, um, let's just do a general sort of pre-talk like we normally do. Um, how are you uh, feeling about, you know, a couple of weeks after the finale, things are settled, spin-offs are on the way. We don't know where they're airing yet, but uh, the spin-offs are on yes. the way. Uh, we, we know what the future of The Walking Dead is is going to be, pretty much. Um, how are you feeling about the whole thing? Um, I'm still feeling pretty positive about it. I think they wrapped it up pretty well. Um, you know, I my thoughts on that haven't really changed much, I don't think. Uh, I, you know, I'm looking forward to the, the spin-off series to see what they, they do with that. I mean, I, I'm, I am somewhat intrigued about the, the Daryl series, um, in, to see how that's going to, um, you know, uh, factor into things. Um, and also how the spin-offs are going to end up dovetailing together as well, or if the spin-offs are going to dovetail together, because, you know, we've got Rick and Michonne coming. Um, presumably they're going to meet up at some point and you sort of feel like Daryl should be back, you know, when they get back to the group as well, because it would be weird for them to turn up and then find Daryl's kind of wandered off to France somewhere, you know, so particularly as he went off to find them as well. So you sort of feel at least those two shows should come together in some way at some point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of looking forward to, to all the spin-off stuff and, you know, more walking dead things 
being out there, I see this as an opportunity to give them a bit of a refresh, I guess. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I feel pretty much the same way. I feel good about how the show ended. Um, there's some shows that have had series finales where I'm like, okay, you sort of left things a bit too ambiguous or whatever. Um, this isn't like a typical show finale though, because you've got a, um you know, like a franchise to uphold. This is, this is slightly, I don't know if this is a completely accurate comparison. This is a bit like sort of, I suppose when like Avengers Endgame happened and you're like, okay, you know there's going to be more MCU films, right? Like you've still got characters hanging around. There's still films that were named in production, like, you know, the Spider-Man films and all that. And uh, we, we knew kind of they were going to keep going after that, which is where we're at now. So... It was sort of, I know that's different, like, obviously, you know, you take, you take care of Thanos, and then it's like, okay, what's next? And that was the end of, like, not not just one of the phases, but that was only the end of the sagas. Um, and this kind of feels a bit like that. It's slightly different in different ways, obviously, but, um, like, you know there's going to be another Ant-Man film, you know there's going to be another Spider-Man film, and then they had all these, obviously, you know, Disney Plus shows set up and things like that. So, um, obviously, with Marvel, there's a lot more that goes on than what there is with Walking Dead, but... Um, it feels a bit like that where we're sort of we are at the end of an era. Um, because I was thinking all 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 day today about you know, um, what's it going to be like to record the last Walking Dead podcast? But this won't really be the last Walking Dead podcast because, um, I mean, other than I'll, I'll make a like a slight adjustment to my intro, I'll probably say Walking Dead, Dead City, and then whatever the other two shows. Um, it'd be funny if it was actually called the Walking Dead. Daryl and then that was just that was just the name uh, but <laughs> yeah. it's still going to be I mean unless you know the only other thing that would change the intro I suppose is if AMC Plus UK came out and I wasn't saying Disney Plus anymore um, but um, yeah it's uh, no but it, it feels in terms of the actual ending of the show um, as we said before you either kill off characters or you set them up to where they're settled in this place they're doing this thing they're doing that thing um, and it had the job the finale had the job, of course, of like, okay, we have to tell you. Because um, I, I, I look back now and think, because there was a kind of a debate. I think this was uh, several months ago as to, okay, are we going to see Rick and Michonne in the finale type of thing? And it's like, well, you kind of had to, um, and that was kind of an exciting thing as well. Um, so that was that was great. But yeah, see, seeing them come back and them doing kind of three backdoor pilots in one episode and finishing the show. I think they've done that successfully. Um, yeah, I, I listened to. I haven't listened to all of it yet, but I listened to some of um, Bold Move, who I've mentioned before. They do a Walking Dead podcast and other shows and that sort of thing. Um, and they're a bit more on the jokey side of things. They're able to like you know take the show seriously where it intends to, but um, they're able to sort of uh, make fun of certain things. And the one thing they kept pointing out, I've only listened to about the first twenty minutes of it. And the one thing that kept pointing out is like, okay, which of these spin-offs like makes sense and that sort of thing. And they they were talking about like, okay, the Annie and um, Herschel situation in regards to Maggie and Negan and how's that going to play out. And because um, the one that makes the most sense and actual actually makes logical sense is the Rick and Michonne thing. Because technically with the other two spin-offs, you don't need them. I, I think if you, because if, if you were ending the show, right, and... Maggie and Negan just survived and then they just survived and Daryl didn't go off somewhere because um, even though he's going to look for Rick and Michonne who is the, the two characters that we need to go back to 
he doesn't need to go off and look for them. That's like a bonus thing. Plus, it's, you know, Norman Reedus and Daryl, and they want to keep that character around. With the Rick and Michonne, it's like, we haven't seen them for seasons. They are main, major characters. And, you know, there's no way that you could have brought them... Let's say there was no Rick and Michonne spinoff. There's no way that you could have brought them back in this episode and then just finished their story. Because we also have the other questions of, like, well, where have they been? What have they been up to? Why are they separated? Where, you know, there's, there's so many... <laughs> Like, why is Rick barefoot and all that type of stuff? Uh, that that was still... That was such a curious thing for me in the finale. Like, w- watching that last five minutes play out, it's like, okay, Michonne looks like a place where she makes sense. And I was like, wait, why is Rick barefoot? And then also the fact that he's, like, barefoot on this thing that's got zombies stuck to it. I thought that was that was kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, so um, I, I, I'm feeling a bit more optimistic than what other people kind of are. Because um, even... <sighs> When they initially announced the Carol Daryl thing, I was like, "Oh, I don't know, like how that's gonna look," because we've seen bottle bottle episodes with the two of them, just the two of them, and they've been some of the worst episodes of the show. And then you announce a spin off show for them, but because um, e- each of the three shows, I do think have something going for them. But the only one that you actually need is the Rick and Michonne one. But um, I'm looking forward to all of them, regardless. Um, Where's your particular excitement level for like, like if you out the three of those shows, obviously we've got Fear and um, well, uh, well beyond, not well beyond Tales. I almost forgot what it was called. Um, which of those are you sort of most and least looking forward to out of those three? Um, out of the three of them, uh, as I say, I'm I'm kind of obviously Rick and Michonne. I think is is going to be a really interesting one, but I am rather intrigued by the Daryl one. Mm. Purely because it's it's a completely different setting. It's potentially going to lean more into the new variants of the zombies that we haven't seen before. I think that has potential to be something quite a lot different to anything else we've seen. So for that reason, that's why it makes me quite interested in that one. I mean, obviously I want to see what happened with Rick and Michonne and, you know, that's going to feel like a bit more of a continuation of the the main show whereas i think the daryl one is going to yeah. feel very different uh the maggie and negan one i mean they're both great lauren and jeffrey are both wonderful so yep. you know um i'll be happy to watch that but weirdly i actually think the daryl one's probably the one that i'm i'm most intrigued by um i mean i'll watch all of them assuming we can see them somewhere over here get your act together afc but um yeah, I, 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 the Daryl one actually, not because of Daryl, but because of the setting and what it, it could do, I think is probably the most interesting one to me at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's in a different place, isn't it? So that's yeah. something a bit different. Um, but yeah, with because with the Daryl one, it was like, okay, cool. Daryl's a fine character what's he going to be doing and now we sort of know that we don't know how he's going to get there but uh we, we know what he's yeah. going to be doing with rick and michonne there's several questions anyway that has the most importance the, the only thing with the maggie and negan one still is just how do we get to that situation you know um and someone's asked us a question later about how you know best case or worst case scenario for these spin-offs which we can talk about later but um but no, like i said in terms of the main show i feel good about you know where it ended I, I don't feel like i wasted my time with the show i feel like it ended pretty well no. um and uh yeah had had fun covering it. it had it up had its ups had its downs certainly um but i feel feel good about you know where it is 
the, the only other thing I was going to mention, um, and this is just a timely type of thing, in terms of like the world of zombies, and you know, I'm very into all, all these different things. Because of kind of the timing of you know, Walking Dead ended, and then we were getting our thoughts together for the for the finale and the wrap up, and like in a minute, do all these comic book comparisons. Now that that's sort of finished, and the other three shows are coming, but they're not going to be like you know, next month or next couple of months. They're going to be what April, March at the at the earliest possibly. Um. Mm-hmm. Now that that's kind of finished and uh, like there's no more Walking Dead on, on Mondays and that sort of thing, now that trailers and posters for The Last of Us has come out, my sort of, not my zombie brain, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, my sort of like <laughs> brain for, my brain for sort of like, where, where's the next zombie piece of content? Because, you know, Last of Us isn't releasing a game or, or whatever for a while. Um, and we've just had, you know, because the, the, the second trailer especially the the most recent one was like after the walking dead finale and walking dead had kind of slipped started slipping away a little bit from my mind but just because like okay last of us is next month is li- literally in about a month or something and we have a new trailer and then they released a bunch of character posters so you can clearly see like what each each uh, actor looks like as a character and you know all these you know they did the brazil comic con stuff and that sort of but that's because you know if they hadn't released that trailer now the show would still be on my mind, but The Walking Dead will be closer to my mind. So it's just that sort of like one thing's ended, and even though The Last of Us has had two games and stuff, that's like a new exciting show that's that's coming out. So uh, got got that going on as well, which uh, leads me on to a question. Um, I want to ask you something actually. Um, so Last of Us is starting. I think it's January sixteenth, isn't it? On on Sky. Um, you've I assume enjoyed covering zombie things with me. You do it more for the characters. I'm more in it for the sort of like zombie stuff and the characters because the the zombie thing's always been like my thing, hasn't it? So, um, do you want to join me on the uh World of the Last of Us for the not for the game podcast but for the uh, like weekly TV show reviews? Would you like to do that? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. That yeah. sounds like we good. Cool. Nice. Um, yeah, there's. I've looked on the calendar. There's sort of just about some space for you know us to both have a Christmas break and whatnot. And then I think sort of like the the second or the third week of January um, is about a week before the show premiere. So that's when we can maybe do our uh, season preview because I will. I'm sure still have some things to say. Um, that's why I've kind of. For those of you who might be wondering, like, how come I haven't broke down the new trailer? Um, I thought I would just save save everything else I've got to say for the show. Um, for that preview, because that's what that will be for anyway. Because um, I just thought, you know, we, we had a lot of fun covering this show o- over all these years and everything. Um, and Last of Us in terms of, you know, because you've, you've always said you're kind of more in it for the characters and the depth, in-depth story, which Last of Us will certainly hit that, hit those notes. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'd be a good for you, to, for you to join me over there. Obviously, when I'm doing, like, the character spotlights for the games and stuff, I'll do those episodes solo, of course, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for for the for the like the weekly shows and things like that. What I'm gonna do actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something slightly different because usually, if if you're not familiar with us here on Entertainment Talk, usually if we've got like a Sunday to Monday show, or in Better Call Saul's case, Tuesday Monday to Tuesday, so where we've had um things like Twenty Four, which was on a Monday or what whatever it was, or Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Better Call Saul. Um, we usually have it so that American show would premiere on Sunday. We'd get the episode on Monday notes i do probably like the same night or whatever and then we do the episode wednesday because you're obviously doing geek town on monday and tuesday um what i'm going to do because i'm going to be bursting on monday night to talk about it on that monday night which will be the 16th 
what we can do that there's three podcasts we'll do to start with we'll do the season preview which i'll have you on that with me because uh, we can both talk about like our backgrounds with the games because those are very different backgrounds as well um because obviously they're on different platforms that sort of thing uh we'll do that and then what i'll do monday night uh, as soon as i've seen the episode i will do a solo kind of quick because I'll be I'll just be bursting to talk about it, won't I? I won't be able to sort of like keep my <laughs> keep my excitement intact. I'll do a quick sort of very off the cuff. Um, I would say I'd limit my time, but there's there's no reason for me to do that. Just like a quick kind of my instant reaction, instant review type thing, and then when we get to Wednesday, we'll do an actual like you know uh, get get you to come in do do a pre talk stuff like we have done, uh, and then an actual uh you know go go through go, go through the recap of the episode um does that sound all right to you yeah that sounds fine cool cool so uh that's the plan for all of that um all right before we get into some other stuff because i think in terms of our pre-talk and how we feel about the shows um i think we've kind of covered most of that um and i wanted to get into this comic book stuff so let's take a quick break here we'll come back and then we'll get into some uh, comic book stuff so see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscapes quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with kualu you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to kualu for this affiliate link hi there if you'd like to get rid of the ads in entertainment talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes we've got good news for you there as well you can subscribe to entertainment talk at either the five dollar level tier or ten dollar level tier the five dollar level tier will get you access to all of entertainment talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for if you also subscribe to us at the ten dollar level tier that will get you that benefit that i've just mentioned and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a tv show and a general discussion on that show or a film review of your choice so if you if there's a tv show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it we can watch two episodes of that tv show or 
film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, what have I been doing? What have we all been doing on Entertainment Talk? Um, I had another Gaming Talk podcast on Sunday. We had a brand new Mario trailer, so me and Robert did some comparisons of, you know, upcoming video game adaptions. So we talked about, like, Fallout as well. We talked about Last of Us, the Mario trailer. I also did some comparisons between, like, what this Mario film's looking to do and, like, what Sonic, the Sonic films have done so far. It's a bit more of a fairer comparison. Uh, we also talked about some predictions for the Game Awards. Uh, they are going to be tomorrow night if you're in the uk they're going to be half 12 at night because you know time zones and stuff which is actually a lot earlier than what they used to they used to kick them off at like 2 a.m so uh and it's going to be two and a half hours they've they've actually said how long the game awards this year is going to be um which is weird considering it's a live event and anything could happen but um anyway that will be uh roughly thursday night Friday morning depending on where you are uh, so we'll be covering obviously the game awards talk about who wins what gets announced if there's any gameplay demos you know that type of stuff so join us for that and we talked about Starfield as well because I think it was Todd Howard or somebody like that did uh, a short little interview so we talked about our expectations for that uh, I did a video game review recently as well this one's for God of War Ragnarok I gave it a don't skip rating which is still a good this game is good I recommend it baseline kind of uh recommended review i did a spoiler free and spoiler split review for that so you can take a look at my review for god of war ragnarok uh if you missed our podcast last week we of course covered the series finale season 11 episode 24 called rest in peace the same name as the last comic book volume uh over on gaming talk the week before uh we talked about some hogwarts legacy stuff they did a a big presentation thing recently for that the witcher 3 which is going to get a next gen version i believe it's next week whenever the 16th is uh it's going to be a free um next gen upgrade assuming you've already got the game uh so we talked about that and talked about some stuff regarding the callisto protocol which is which is now out as well so we talked about all that uh avatar the way of water um is coming out very soon i believe it's next weekend so a few weeks ago or on the 27th i did a a preview podcast for the film we've had three trailers so far they've all looked very very good visually but story-wise have been lacking any kind of tease or anything so i talked about all that um i don't know if you know how long that film is david but apparently it's three hours and 12 minutes so (laughs) um and james cameron said and and this was quoted multiple times so i don't think he was misquoted he said if you need to go to the bathroom which some people will need to because that's a very long time you can just come back and see the film again which is what he said <laughs> so okay. sure yeah yeah you miss like five minutes of a film so you're going to pay full price for another three hour three hour viewing yeah that's uh uh not not the greatest thing to say but uh, that was what he said anyway uh, a couple of film reviews recently one was for smile give that a must-see rating uh one was for enola holmes 2 which is a netflix film uh gave it a don't skip rating for the second film i did previously review the first film for that that's got uh, henry cavill uh, and uh, Millie Bobby Brown as Anola and Sherlock Holmes, the brother and sister. Uh, did a must-see review for A24's X. Uh, did a don't skip review for Don't Worry Darling. And uh, there's another one I did recently, but I can't see it on here. Uh, but did a bunch of film reviews recently. So that's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Um, we don't have a recap, so I'm going to get into my notes. Um, Alright, let's clear up um, the uh, leaked deaths things I'd read about. So I revealed last week which two characters they were, if you 
a, a brand new here, or if you missed what I said last week. Um, one of them was indeed Rosita. She died in a, not quite the same way as what I'd read, but the, the setup was similar, somewhat. Um, the other one I said was Ezekiel, who has survived the series. Unfortunately, doesn't have a spin-off. I'm sure, you know, if he teamed up with Jerry or something, that would be very entertaining. I'm sure most people would watch that. Uh, but he doesn't have a spin-off, but he survived the series. Um, there's no other way for me to get around talking about this without just jumping in so if if you intend to still read the comics i don't i haven't really read anything about like anybody saying hey the series is finished i'm not going to finish the book so um i think most people just watch the show i am going to get into spoilers now for the comic book and for some pretty big parts um there's no other way really around this i don't want to do some sort of like second half end of our wrap-up thing where we get into spoilers <laughs> because um it, it yes. just is what it is. So, um, similar story, but it just ends differently. So, what I'm going to do is talk about um, how Ezekiel died in the book, and um, how it almost ha- how it sorry how somebody else died in the book, and how um, actually Ezekiel did die in the book. But anyway, different thing. I'm going to get into all that and explain that, and then I'm going to read out well, it's my my own I suppose my own recap of the ending of the book, and then we can talk about that. Uh, what you think of the ending of the book? Kirkman's other idea for the ending of the book, which was very bleak. Uh, glad he didn't go with that, uh, and then we can just talk about all of that. So in the comic books, Rick dies. Um, this happens right near the end of the story. It's in that final volume that I was talking about. It's volume something or others. It's the last one. And it's called Rest in Peace. It's the one that I was... Because I was reading this all the way through via volumes. How he dies is... Because uh, essentially Rick takes on kind of the role that Herschel did in the TV show. Um, where he sort of... Because he, he does end up getting an, an, an injury. But he does end up walking around with a cane and things like that. But he takes on that sort of like... You know almost that like Batman Beyond type of role. Like he's the mentor. He's still kind of a Batman. Yes. But he's that kind of mentor figure. So he took on that role. And uh, Sebastian. Yes the the, the, the bratty teenage young adult uh, character in the show. Who um, gets imprisoned for what he does. Which I'm about to tell you what he does. But in the. Um, obviously in the show. He gets bitten, doesn't he? When they they played out the the tape thing, it was like Eugene and Max, they did a combined thing, and uh, Judith was the one that put him down after he got bitten. Um, And when that happened, I thought, okay, you can't really do this death in the same way. This death was um, apparently going to be for Ezekiel. So how Rick dies in the book is um, Rick starts talking a lot, obviously, to, uh, what was her name, Pamela. Sebastian yeah. then gets concerned. He he's kind of very similar to his comic book counterpart, Sebastian. He's a little bit. He's still kind of got that bright side to him, but he's a little bit tougher in in the comic book. Um, right. quite quite a few of the comic book characters are a bit tougher than what they are in the show, but uh, he's a little bit tougher. He's he's more kind of he is willing to do some of his own dirty work as opposed to just sending out the soldiers, which is kind of the way we saw that play out in the show. Right. Um, one of the ways he does this is um, Rick is just playing in bed at some point, and Kirkman decided to do this as kind of a shock kind of death. Sebastian breaks his door down or whatever, breaks into his room, and Sebastian's concerned that like Rick's going to you know create an uprising and take over the Commonwealth and you know possibly kill Sebastian or his fat. You know he, he he saw Rick as a as a bad guy because he thought like hey you might like kill my family take over this place and that wouldn't be very good for him that wasn't what rick, rick kind of had planned not in that type not in the not in the way that sebastian thought anyway um 
And so he shoots Rick, I think he shoots him like five or six times or something. He shoots him quite a few times in the bed and he just dies where he's laying in the bed. Uh, Sebastian, I think, runs off. Uh, he doesn't actually shoot him in the head, so Rick does turn. Um, Carl, come, Carl comes along, because at this point in the book, uh, Carl's alive, Judith's dead. So it's the it's it's the other way around. Judith died ages and ages and ages ago, all the way in the prison. Um, the way that Judith died was she was a baby. Uh, I think I've explained this before, but I just want to round off the whole thing. Um, she died in the prison. It was when the governor was attacking, so similar way to what happens in the show. And Laurie, who um, survives giving birth to Judith, because she doesn't in the show... Um, she's trying to run away from, um, the, the prison, because obviously they're trying to flee, you know, the governor's got his tank and he's trying to blow it up, so they're trying to run away, um, and someone, I think it's a character called Lily, um, shoots essentially through Judith and through, like, one one shot that goes through both of them, Laurie's carrying Judith and that's how both of them end up dying, um, obviously none of that happened in the show, Laurie did die at the prison, but it was completely different. Judith survived and, you know, she was a baby for a while in the show. Uh, but anyway, all that said, um, after Rick has been shot, like, a bunch of times, Sebastian sort of runs off. Um, and then Carl comes along, sees him, obviously is totally devastated. And uh, he has to put him down. And then Michonne, who's still in the book at that point, um, she uh, comes along and consoles him, obviously, and, and whatnot. And a few other characters come along afterwards. So how it was rumoured or leaked, obviously it didn't end up happening, is the exact same thing happens, but it's um, Ezekiel in Rick's place. How I thought that was possibly going to line up and work out was if Ezekiel was maybe still sick or something. Um, Because I I, I read these before season 11 even started, because I know we've had this in like three different sections across almost a year. I read these two things, but before... Um, season 11 actually started so I, I, I can't remember at the time if at that point Ezekiel had uh, the surgery I, I couldn't remember so um, I thought like oh they're going to do a story where like um, you'd have to do different sort of motivations because there's no way in that same state Ezekiel would be doing the same sort of like try to take over stuff like because he, he never really did that in the show um, but I, I thought it would be a case that I don't know, Sebastian sees him weak in his bed and decides to get rid of him or something. None of that ended up happening anyway. Sebastian was the one that died and Ezekiel survived the series. Um, you'd said to me, I think you said to me off the air or on the, I can't remember which, I, I say so much stuff, I can't remember if all of it's on or off the air. But uh, you had said to me at one point that you, you did know what happened to Rick. Uh, so what do you think of all of this? Yes, I didn't know. I knew he died. I didn't know the exact, and I knew um, what's face killed him, but I didn't know the exact sort of way it actually happened. Uh, so yeah, that that's kind of interesting. I I mean, I think it's it's so difficult with the TV show at this point because so many of the characters uh, they're either characters that weren't in the comic books or characters that were but have outlived their comic book deaths or yeah, like Ezekiel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like Ezekiel, like Carol, even, um, you know, so many of them are still around and sometimes you can transpose those stories across into other people, you know, so maybe you could have done something like that, uh, with Ezekiel and used that death possibly. But I think it's it's better for the TV show that the fact that they went an entirely different route and came up with something original because you're in a very different kind of setup. Uh-huh. 
you know, it's it's very much inspired by the comic books at this point rather than following the comic book story. I mean, in the early days, it did follow it much more closely. Um, but as you've got further into it, they've diverged a lot more. And I, I, I sort of think for people who are fans of both, it's nice that they did that and went an entirely different direction, mm. you know. Um, yeah, I enjoyed so, that yeah, journey, yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that they did it. They went that way rather than you know just following what Robert had written. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was probably the best way to do it. Yeah, because for the majority of the time when I was watching the show, obviously once I'd read the books past the show, it became sort of these aren't spoilers in the comic book. Um, like this isn't like a, a T for T sort of uh, adaption. This is sort of same checkpoint. So like you know, Beta and Whisperers, Governor Negan commonwealth that the same things happen they just it's it's all it is almost a bit like the telltale games where like you'll get a choice to save somebody or kill somebody and then they'll have something different but then like they'll continue past a certain point but somebody else who's playing those games might choose to do something different um or you'll have cases where it's like hey you could save this person or this person and then somebody else might choose something different so um which isn't a common thing for games but it's it's a little bit like that so um, so yeah, those are the those are the two deaths that I read about. The if you missed last week's podcast, the Rosita one um, was that she got sort of actually eaten eaten um, by walkers. Coco gets it. It wasn't specific as to how Coco got away, but she doesn't get killed. But Rosita gets kind of like how um, is her name Julie? Whatever the the woman that died right at the start of the series finale, like she gets pulled into the crowd. It, it was sort of a bit like that. And the thing that I'd read about Rosita was that she tried to climb, like, a wooden fence of some kind. But it was... It still had elements of that. Like, she was trying to climb something and she was surrounded by walkers. But mm-hmm. it was a case where she'd got, you know, bitten on the shoulder but able to get away. And then you have, like, a a, a, a sort of better, a more, more sort of settled death later on. So, um, there's something else I, I've written down here as well. Uh, I said, m- mentioned tracking the other guy. Um, what I did as well was because obviously Ezekiel stayed alive Sebastian died and I thought okay the same thing whether they were going to do the, the Rick death but to somebody because that still could have happened but not to Ezekiel <coughs> um, yeah so and then when Sebastian died I thought okay you can't do that now and then I was thinking okay could you could you do like a because the show remixed a lot of the comic book stuff I kind of thought could you do the same thing but two different characters the guy yeah. I was trying to chat, trying to track, was um, you know the one who was with that woman. They opened that fence gate and they went in and they killed a bunch of people. And it was the same guy that was tracking Jerry for a bit. Mm-hmm. I was sort of looking at him for. I think he he, he died at, at some point. I was kind of looking at him and thinking because he sort of seemed to step up a little bit as a. He was still a kind of a red shirt, but the show painted him as a little bit more of an important retro character so i was like okay could he do something similar but they did they didn't go anywhere near that that type of death so um because nobody died by getting shot in in a bed or anything so um so yeah even if they'd done the same thing but not with ezekiel uh they didn't do it at all anyway and sebastian died because uh, yeah he he does live in the in the comic books but he gets put in prison um which has an interesting thing because carl is on the other side of the of the uh, gate, and he's like, "I'm going to come back here and remind you every day of what you've done." And there's a little bit of echoing of sort of when he was younger and he was talking to Negan in prison, like all, mm-hmm. all that time ago. Yeah. And there's, there's there's lots of differences between the two scenarios, but it's sort of like 
Carl is talking to somebody through a prison gate who's done something wrong again, but this is like him being being much older and, and all that type of stuff, so interesting. Um but yeah, I, I thought both <coughs> things were pretty good. So uh that's what happened. Um now I'm gonna read my own rough recap. Again, I, I read I finished reading the book like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so this was roughly what I remembered from the ending. So I'm going to read out my own recap of the ending. And then we can discuss that and compare it to the show's one. I think that's what makes sense. Uh, the ending is the Commonwealth story being sort of settled. Um, so it, it still kind of happens in, in the same way. This That happens, that happens uh, after Rick dies. And then Sebastian gets put in prison. And then they... It's it's strange how Robert Kirkman sort of well not cuts it because it's not a not a scene it's a page of a book the the way that you turn the pages and stuff um, and he'd said about there's a long 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 memoir sort of thing at the end of the book that Robert Kirkman writes and I was reading it at the time I thought should I read this on the podcast and it took me a good half an hour to read it so I was <laughs> like, no, it's gonna take it's gonna take too long I've got some like cliff notes of of a few things that he mentioned basically he's very very thankful for everybody involved like everybody involved. And uh, he's he couldn't believe that he got the chance to uh, writing it write an ending for the book, but it's way too long to sit here and read all of that. So uh, yeah, but uh, you could probably look it up online or something if you if you really want to. Um, so they're sort of like horse and carriaging away, and they're going to go off for like Rick's funeral. And Carl, Carl, sorry, um, I'm not used to saying his name this much because we don't talk about him in the episodes anymore. Um, he gets off the horse and cart thing. He's with Michonne, and he just has like a full-on breakdown. And then I flipped a couple of pages. It doesn't say ten years later, but then it like everybody's drawn so much different, and it's like okay, because they show they show Carl first of all, yeah. And initially, it's like who is this person? Um, because he had like this new. Because don't forget, this is still the same Carl that had his eye taken out. Um. He's got like this thing round round his head, and I was like, "Who is this character?" And then he starts speaking to Sophia, who he um, is is in a relationship with. It's either Sophia or Lydia, one of the two. Um, and uh, it's like you you realize straight away it's like, okay, it's been like a big big time skip here, and they're out in this like field and their own and all this kind of stuff. It's like okay, a lot a, lot, a lot's happened, but. Um, then roughly a time, ten year time jump. A few characters have have died. Some literally just from like older age because it's they were already adults and now you skip like ten years. Um, Herschel, so still Maggie's son, the same character, and Carl get into a legal dispute. The judge is is Michonne's daughter Elodie, who was never in the show. Uh, Michonne has passed away. Um, it's very interesting the way they mess around with that because they do this whole court trial. I'll, I'll explain what it's for in a minute, and. Because of the, the the way that the older Elodie is drawn, she looks almost ex- exactly the same as Michonne. Right. And you read the whole court case and whatever, like because it's between something that Carl did to, to Herschel. And I was reading the whole thing, thinking, "Oh, this is Michonne." They go away to like a different scene, and it's actually Elodie. And then she talks about like, "Oh, when my mum was alive." It's like, "Oh, wow!" So th- th- those were like a kind of because he he drew uh, Charlie Adler, I think. Um, drew the older Elodie almost the exact same way that like Michonne was drawn. Um, they've both got like you know dreadlocks and and that type of stuff. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, Michonne has passed away. The legal dispute. So what it's actually about is because Carl killed one of Herschel's walkers. Why does he have a bunch of walkers? You might ask. Herschel has walkers because he runs a carnival show. Everybody guess what this car- David knows because he's got <laughs> the same notes. It's called The Walking Dead. Yeah, 
Excellent. The, the, actual, the actual carnival show. So essentially, the idea Herschel's got, he's got this like portable like uh, thing that, he, that he's got that he has zombies in, and uh, on on the side of it, it's got the Walking Dead, which that kind of is what they are. They are the they are dead and they are walking, so they're the Walking Dead. But uh, that was obviously a bit of like a nod and a wink kind of thing. Um, so the show is called Walking Dead. Um, I didn't write that down, but the reason they get into a legal dispute is it's there's a lot of characters at the end of this book um, that talk about like it's been a really, really, really long time since we've seen a walker because they have like completely nailed down like civilization. It's still kind of sort of you know like Red Dead Redemption. It's still kind of like westerny sort of stuff. We're not there's not not sort of like yeah. To, like how today's day and age sort of works with technology and stuff it's very kind of like western red dead sort of society and that sort of thing so it's like horse and cart and all, all that stuff still so um and a lot of the characters are older you see you see a few of them and the one thing they keep mentioning is like we've because there's this massive 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 safe zone and uh there's obviously people that like watch the edge of it but they've kept it they've kept everything so good and so concentrated that walkers just don't get in and the problem Carl's got with this is like, you know, all it takes is one slip up kind of thing. Like if, if Herschel's not watching his walkers properly, one of them gets out, one of them bites somebody, you know, he sort of looks at the way the world was before and thinks like, what if we slip back? Because it only kind of takes one mistake, right? One, one person to get bitten and then they bite somebody else and then, you know, yeah. it's how the world uh, got destroyed in the first place. And Herschel's like not bothered, and he's sort of like, no, these these aren't like walkers anymore. These are my like property. He d- he doesn't see them as a sort of dangerous walkers anymore. He sees them as kind of like these are sort of props, you know, uh, kind of like the way the the governor did when they had like their walker show thing at the at yeah. the prison, a little bit like that. But the the civilization is very different. And Carl is like, no, I'm not like having any of this he's like what about if one of these gets free and it walks up to where his farm is and it kills his daughter or something and and you're for for me as the reader i was totally on carl's side the whole time absolutely yeah Yeah, um and uh yeah herschel just like no i'm filing like i'm gonna try to like sue you and take the court because you because to him that's like his his property his his props um and that sort of stuff. So you kind of do get Herschel side of things, but you're you're with Carl on like no, you there's other ways you can entertain people and things like that. So there's all that that happens. Um, it gets settled and disputed. Carl and Herschel have like a big fallout, but um, they sort of settle their their peace and and things like that. So um, the actual ending of the book. So what happens at the end? Um, uh, Carl is reading to his daughter uh, with, with Sophia. Um, Sophia, yeah. Uh, at the at the end, he's reading. It's a book about the things that Rick has done. Right. Now, there's a, there's a thing in in this book, uh, and this, this this gets revealed after the court case. So after things are settled, and, and you know there's not going to be anything else. And um, Carl walks out the court, and he, he's walking with somebody, I think. And the uh, there's a couple of these kids on like a street corner sort of thing, and they're talking about Rick and like Carl's like sort of not quite happy the way they're talking about him and i say the camera that the book <laughs> pans up to there's this statue of rick because he's he's died like a long time ago and he, he's seen as this like hero 
um, that sort of, you know, he's he's like the big, not like a god, but he's, he's this big, big yeah. hero, yeah. and he, he's got a statue and everything, so that's like their, their way of mem- uh, remembering Rick. Um, and a few people had this thing about, like, oh, should he have a statue and all this and all that, and Carl sort of basically saying, like, my dad deserves not only this, but possibly more, because he, that the world we have today, the world that my daughter and my wife are growing up in, um, you know, the people that mean a lot to him are growing up in this world because of Rick. And he's like, you know, very, very uh, strong towards that. Um, but no, the last couple of panels are basically Rick is reading, uh, not Rick, Carl is reading to his daughter. And there's a Rick about it. it so it's a book about Rick's um, journey. So it, they don't they don't say like he's reading The Walking Dead, but that sort of, again, winkily sort yeah. of implied of like, he's kind of reading the book that you're reading <laughs> or, or, or something yeah. like that. So... Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, so what do you uh, make of that ending? Obviously no spin-off set-ups or, or anything else like that, so it's different to the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they, interestingly, I mean, we talked about this last week, that they did talk about doing some sort of time jump on the TV show as well, mm-hmm. rather than ending it with the Rick and Michonne stuff. Um, and there are issues doing that you can get away with it in a comic book there are issues doing that with a tv show because you've basically got to recast all the actors for ones that are 10 years older and for the last sort of 10 minutes of a or five minutes of a tv show that's a really finish things so i'm kind of glad they didn't do it that way with the tv series because you know you'd suddenly have another actress playing judith mm. and um you know taking on that sort of role uh, and it just would have seen a little bit weird and you know to to do it that way so um it's one of those things that i i think you can work in a comic but i doesn't don't think would work on tv as well so mm, i'm yeah. sort of glad they went their own way with this uh the the sort of the car and the carnival show thing i mean again it's quite it's quite a sort of fun thing to have a carnival show called the walking dead but um i mean in the world of the tv show i can't see any one of the alexandrian group being kind of okay with them having a show that's got walkers in it i just you know it's that seems so dangerous Mm. that yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I can't see that working in the TV world either because people would look at it and go, "What, you know, that that seems so unnecessarily dangerous and ridiculous." Mm-hmm. So. Contextually, it wouldn't have worked either because in in the book they completely established like we've really, really got things together. Whereas in the in the show, not as much time had passed, and you you wouldn't have bought that quite so much because they only skipped like a, a year, so. Um, yeah, because the idea is supposed to be like Cole's a lot older now, and he's like he's not the old man Cole that they've been you know, r- rumored for a while, but he's he's like you know middle aged kind of adult now, and he's he's fully able to take care of himself. Um, and it's like a same world that you knew before, but just just a lot of time has passed. Um, it's <laughs> interesting. Ma- Maggie has a bit of a response to because she survives the book as well. She has a bit of a response of like. I can't really keep I, I don't know if it's if it was the book trying to paint Maggie as like a bad mother but Maggie's response to to Carl because she kind of they, they bump into each other is like I'm sorry he's gone off the rails I can't quite keep control of him um I didn't quite like that so much but 
um mm-hmm. she's sort of like so she's sort of in a way tries to say to Carl like he's his own adult now sort of thing and like he's if he's gonna do this he's gonna do this sort of thing so um but yeah uh i i think with the court case well they they ended up getting did they get rid of his walking dead show i can't remember but um that that was sort of what happens so um but it, it's interesting because you know you go from the start of the book and the start of the show there they the checkpoints are the same and then there's differences in like you know some of some of the characters are slightly different the character deaths are different so that's where you get some of the differences the pacing's different uh you don't have obviously any of the original tv show stuff so like no daryl no beth no Merle, no tara or no um uh none of those sorts of things so all the time that those characters spent um on screen like none, none of them were there so that that saved on on some time so um but it was that bit right at the end where like the show does have did end up having a different ending to the book and i think it was due to the the, the time jump and you're right i i agree with you in terms of like because when you read a book you're not attached to the cast because there is no cast it's characters that are drawn in a book um you're attached to the characters but there's nobody playing them because they're drawn on a page so when you get into like okay there's no Chandler Riggs playing Carl in the book because that doesn't work that way you can get away with like hey I'm just gonna draw him differently yeah exactly um, and instead of recasting everybody you you just you just draw them as a bit older um, and I, I like the trick that they played with Elodie because they they I do think Kirkman's intention was to make you think that that was Michonne um, so mm-hmm. got that um, but like you said in the TV show because they did film like we we talked about this last week they did film like a I think it was uh, that the four young characters that we know about, and they've recasted like older versions, and uh, like everybody on Twitter and everything was like, we wouldn't have connected with these people at all. Um, I think that would have been a very bad choice because again, instead of like taking RJ and 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 Judith and that and just drawing them older, you have to have like completely different actors play them. So um, yeah. I'm glad where they both landed. I'm, gl- I'm glad where they both landed. So um, and then there's an alternate ending which Com- uh, Kirkman was going to write ages and ages ago this was back at alexandra it's very bleak i'm glad he didn't go with this he's glad he didn't go with this and i think he's i think he said something about like charlie adlard said to him like it's your story but are you sure about this (laughs) kind of thing um it's quite simple the ending was going to be an ending where alexandra gets overrun everybody dies but there's the rick statue and um the idea that was going to be is there was going to be a time jump a panel was going to because again directing with a camera and like staging pages of things is is a is a bit different there was going to be like the ending panels where you skip i don't know if it'd been five ten whatever years you can tell everything's a bit overgrown but how it would have started is a, a zoomed in shot on like the bottom of rick's statue so it would have said rick grimes leader father or whatever and what year he died you know that sort of thing it would have panned out again this is a book so you have to you, you turn the pages as the as you get static images um it would have then panned out slowly of alexandra you'd have seen everything like overgrown because nobody would have been there to take care of anything and you would have seen a load of walkers and then no like no survivor characters and then it would have just ended there um i'm very glad he didn't go with that ending <laughs> yes. that would have been that that's a pretty bleak way to to write a story um that kind of reminds me i'm not going to spoil the film the mist because it's very good but that's a little bit like that Okay. Not exactly the same, but it's it's a bit like that. The the mist the film has got a bit of a bleak ending, but I won't spoil what that is. I know it's an old film, but it's a very good film, and I'd I'd recommend it. So, 
Um, and by the way, if you're interested in The Mist, don't bother with the TV show. It got cancelled and it's nowhere near as good. So, also, mm-hmm. I think um, the showrunner of season one, Frank Darabont, I think he's the guy who directed uh, The Mist. And it's got uh, a couple of Walking Dead people in it. So, I'd, I'd recommend you watch that. Um, but, uh, yeah, what do you think of that ending that I think we're both glad Kirkman didn't go for <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah, I mean that that is an extremely bleak way to have ended it, and I yeah, I'm I'm glad he didn't go down that route for the comic book either, because um, yeah, I mean, I can sort of see him doing it for the impact of it, and it is quite an impactful way to end, but it, I think it would have upset an awful lot of fans that like what if, after all that everybody's dead. Is a, is a really odd way to have finished it. You know, nobody survives and the Walking Dead just take over. Um, yeah, that that's, I think, a real, like, depressing way mm. to end the book series. So I'm kind of glad that he didn't go down that route, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what he said as well, it wouldn't have been in the same place in the story. It would have been early, a lot earlier in the book. So what he said was, when we get to Alexandria, so what would that have been, season five? Uh, in in the t- in the TV show's timeline, that we wouldn't have gotten up to, um, because what was it? It was uh, they were dealing with Alexandra, and then it, it would have been during that arc. So in the book, he would have never created the Whisperers, never created Commonwealth, or anything after that. So everything in sort of seasons, um, uh, did he say that he was including Negan in that? I can't remember. It, it was around that like era of it because they got to alexandra first didn't they then dealt with yeah uh, diana and everybody and then they met negan afterwards i can't remember if he said that they met negan or not but sort of around that time period um you would have seen nothing else nothing else from sort of season nine onwards roughly yeah uh, and maybe some of the negan stuff so yeah good thing you didn't go with that um yes imagine if you're that you're one of the showrunners and you're like okay which book am i adapting from and you read the ending and the end and the ending is that (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, although it would have, it, if that would have been the ending, it, it would have been very easy to be like, okay, well, to make something better than that, we just make the characters, some of the characters survive. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all my uh, comic book stuff that that I've got. Plenty of of things there to discuss. Um, then I've written down um, the future. Daryl, uh, Rick, and whatever. Write down Rick and Daryl. Rick, Rick and Michonne are meant to write down. Uh, Daryl, Maggie, and Negan. I don't know if we want to go over the spin-offs again because we've already talked about them. Yeah. A whole bunch. Um, I did write down the future. I remember we said about like, and it's a it's a guessing game for everybody. What would the Walking What will the Walking Dead roughly look like when those shows are finished? Because now, like, like I said, we're kind of the saga thing, if you want to call it that. We've reached the ending of uh, of a saga, which is the ending of this Walking Dead stuff. We're now kind of in the next phase, if you will. Um, where it's, okay, the, the spin-offs, the actual continuation, like you said, I think is the Rick and Michonne, uh, TV show. Um, any rough idea, any rough thought? I know it's very early yet to, pre- to predict this possibly, but let, let's say after those shows finish, um, where do you think they might go after that possibly? I mean, it, it's difficult to know because there are things that could come out of the spin-offs as well. I mean, there yeah is stuff that you um i mean they're doing the daryl show which is being done in france i i've always thought it would be interesting to do a walking dead show which was you know set in the uk for example yeah or you know somewhere else um 
to to show you know you could go back over uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be a full series you could do a mini series of sort of you know which which takes slices out of sort of maybe things that were happening at the same time that were happening on the main show you could then maybe there is something you could do there um that would be a kind of interesting thing to look at as sort of what's happening in other countries you know maybe you do sort of uk maybe you do i don't know brazil you do i mean there's there's other things you you know there is other places that you could maybe do um Mm. because it has been so america focused now there is potential gone do you think they might do you know like the other location stuff you mentioned do you think that's where tales might pick up some of that yeah i mean tales could pick up some of that certainly um there is also the possibility that some of the tales episodes lead into other things as well you know that that is quite Mm. a good when more people see um, them (laughs) yeah when more people see them yeah uh, but that's potentially quite a good sort of proving ground to putting out essentially pilot episodes of things that you maybe want to be uh, uh, bigger running things. You know, there's mm. there's a potential yeah. that you could do something there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think there is stuff that you could do with that. Uh, we've talked before about bringing back some of the younger characters in a few years once they've aged out of being... Um, you know, having to deal with child labour laws. Uh, so, you know, whether you could bring Judith back and some of the others, whether you could do something around that. Um, it'd be interesting to see some of the World Beyond people again. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but th- again, they may show up in either the Rick or the Daryl series, quite possibly. You know, there's mm-hmm. the possibility of you might see some of them there. Um, so, I mean, there are a few different places it can go. A lot of it hinges on what happens with Rick and Michonne and with Daryl and potentially with Maggie and Negan. I mean, at the moment, as far as we're aware, these are only sort of one-off things, mm-hmm. but it's, they may go on for multiple seasons as well. You know, there may be continuing things from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not to, not to forget, of course, I mean, not that either of us are watching it religiously, but um, fear is still running as well. So yeah. Uh, yeah. again, that feels legendsy where it's sort of just doing its, its own thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Very much which, so. which is okay which is okay so um, yeah i mean then maybe you could maybe do something which is which brings a lot of that sort of stuff together when they eventually decide to end fear you could maybe do something which pushes all that stuff into some sort of new amalgam of a show that brings back some of the you know fear characters and mashes them into some of the original series characters if any of those actors want to come back and carry on playing those roles i mean you know there may be things that you could do with that so i mean there's a lot of stuff still kicking around that they could play with it's a big universe they've got to kick about so Mm -hmm. yeah a few things i wanted to mention um three kind of ideas that you could do there's a fourth idea one of which i've kind of got written down here to do negan um a dystopian future type show would be would be cool i don't know if or when you could do that Again, those that that sort of thing is something you could do like one-off episodes of Tales of, of Walking Dead. Um, so maybe something like that. Um, but some sort of dystopian future because I've I've like talked about how I like that setting uh, before. So uh, that that will be cool to see how Walking Dead would do that. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know how you would do it now because everybody's aged since 2010. But I I wouldn't mind some sort of Better Call Saul type 
prequel where you pick up when Rick is in the coma. And then, so it wouldn't have Rick in it because he would be in a coma for the duration of the show. But then you tell, because we, we've had it a little bit in the flashbacks, haven't we, in, in like season one. You go back to that sort of like, Carl's really young and it's Laurie and Shane and like the, the Atlanta group. And telling the story of like that, because that gets a bit more into the sort of breakdown of the world kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and how that how that that initial survival state, which is one of one of the more exciting sections of a zombie story, which is like h- how do people initially react to things, um, and then you'd pretty much end. I don't know when Rick comes back or or, or something. So something to fill in that gap a little bit more. Um, the problem is, I mean. I guess, I guess you could use is it Sarah Wayne Callies and, and John Bernthal? Obviously, mm-hmm. Chandler's too old to play that version of Carl now. Uh, you'd have to recast Carl, which would be a challenge. Yeah. Um, maybe one of the Lintz kids could. No, the Lintz kids are all too old now as well. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. Because uh, I was thinking of the, the young Ben or the young Henry, but he's probably older now as well because that was a, even a few years ago. Um, if you could bring some of those back and maybe just to fill in that gap of of a story, what would you kind of think of that idea? Yeah, I'm not sure there's a series in that. I think you could do episodes of Tales with that again. Um, I don't know whether there's enough to make an entire series out of it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like you say, you've got the issue of the young Carl as well at that point um, because... I think it's very difficult to. She was really young. Well, yeah, you know, so it's tricky to recast those Mm. child. You know, when when we know, you know, the characters so well, and we know the actors quite well. So was there only two kids in that point? I think it was, wasn't it? Probably just just Sophia and and Carl. What I remember. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 And I I suppose the idea with that, like, okay, you do have Daryl and Carol in that story they both look so different now um yeah. i don't know that's that's you couldn't recast too many of those characters but but the 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 positive thing you could do with that in amc's eyes is because not everybody connects with all the fear characters all the world beyond characters all the tales characters but that would include like members of our group that people do care about that that, that the audience connects to mm-hmm. so um maybe you could do something there uh, what was the other one? The other one I've said a dozen times about is if you do like a an older version of the young characters, almost like a young Avengers type of thing. But I I just wouldn't want any of those actors to be recast. Obviously, you'd cast somebody age uh, appropriate, or whatever for like Coco, obviously because she's a actual baby. Yeah. Um, but like the 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 actor the actors and that that you've got for like uh, the other three, RJ certainly Judith and uh, Gracie. Are kind of established. Part of me thinks is that maybe you could get away with recasting RJ for that, possibly because he's like not really had much development. Gracie, I think you'd have to keep the same person, and I, I just wouldn't really like to see Kaylee Fleming cast out of the role for somebody yeah. older. I, I remember when they did that with uh, I don't think I don't think this is a Game of Thrones spoiler, but with with Millie Alcock for Game of Thrones, I was like, ah, she can kind of age into that role. Um Because yeah. I don't think with because we talked about like young characters in tv shows before aging into roles um you didn't recast like l when you know they just let millie age into that role and i suspect with uh last of us they'll let um bella ramsey just age into that role 
Yeah. Quite naturally, like they were doing with Carl until they killed him off. So, um, but like you said, that will what you'd probably need to do is okay, do these other three spin-offs, do Tales, do Fear, do whatever. Uh, you'd have to wait for the other characters to get older, and then figure something else out from there. Um, the other thing as well, uh, I've got this written down in the notes here. There is a sequel comic book. I think it was like a one-off issue. I've not read it myself. It's called Negan Lives. And the funny part about this is right at the end, right at the very, very end of um, Kirkman's like thank you message, which is literally like about three, four pages <laughs> of uh, of writing. Um, he, he didn't need to explain this, but at the end he puts P.S. Negan lives. And then there was maybe a couple of months or so after the, the book finished, he released a book called Negan Lives and it's about the story of Negan after. I don't know what happens in that book at all. I've not uh, uh, I, read... Huh? He- I did actually go and look that up. Uh, it is only a one-shot, so there isn't a lot of stuff right. in that. Um, it, it is a one-shot st- comic story, and it's a sort of small vignette. Again, it's probably enough to feel like a Tales episode, but that's about yeah. it. Do you think they might put any of that? Because I don't know what that is, and I don't think Maggie's in that. If you could put any of that into because there is a sequel show with Megan in it. Um, because you did the you did the here's Negan you did that episode that was fantastic that was one of the best episodes of the show. Um, because there's there's three kind of parts to the story, isn't there? There's the here's Negan the prequel thing with his wife Lucille, uh, which is great. Uh, then obviously the main book and then the Negan lives. So they they've done two of those. Um, but I don't know what happens in Negan lives, so I don't know how or if they could adapt that to uh to this spinoff. So, um, um. From from the thing that I read, yes, you could adapt it, but oh. it wouldn't be a huge like thing. It's a, it's a very it's a very short sort of. Do you have like a synopsis there? Um, yeah. Let me just look it up again because I've I've closed the tab now. Hang on. Uh, um, it's um, yeah. There we go. Uh, <clears throat> so. Um, uh, yeah, opens up with Negan threatening somebody, uh, re- but reveals he's just talking to flowers, which he takes to his wife's grave. Um, he uh, enters his house, discovers a stranger inside who apologizes for breaking in, asks him if she can spare some su- some food. Turns out she's called Lucy, which obviously is sort uh. of connected to Lucille. Um <clears throat> So they share a meal discussing sort of things about the apocalypse and stuff. Um, she asks him about nearby communities and he sort of says there's places nearby, but he doesn't trade with them because they dislike him. Uh, she's um, uh, He sort of questions her because he refused to believe she's on her, her own. Um and uh, you, you know she kind of, and he, she looks slightly more smarter dressed than you'd expect for somebody that's kind of just been wandering around, um, you know, in the wilderness on her own. And uh, turns out he's right, and she's with two guys who jump him. Um, he ends up killing both of them, um, and uh, there's then sort of a Walker attack, and um, instead of. Uh, killing Lucy, he invites her to join him on his quest to lay his wife's bones to rest. 
that's sort of the oh. basic premise of it. So, I mean, there is a there is a, a, an episode plot in there. Um, yeah, that you could do as a sort of one-off thing, but it's not enough to make a series out of. You, you, know. you could do that within the the Maggie Negan thing. Yeah, I think <coughs> I don't know if you could do that with Maggie in the same scene, but uh, I'm sure you could work around some way of that. Um, that makes sense. The the story there, at least. Um, it it just again goes to prove how fascinating Negan is as a character. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've written down Walking Dead, uh, well, I've written down World Beyond as well. There's something interesting you touched upon earlier uh, in regards to, like, you know, we talked about the fu- what's the future going to be and stuff. Um, obviously, Fear's still going, it's kind of on its own. Tails is doing its its own thing. It's not really connected. Um, World Beyond did end in a point where you kind of wondered, okay, that's like a point where you can end that story, but you can pick back up with these characters, just like how the main show kind of ended. Um, and they feel, to, to me, they feel like the most likely to possibly cross over, um, if, if you're going to, to do that. You, you'd have the small issue of, like, okay, people that didn't see World Beyond wouldn't really know about it, but you can just, like, explain that, I'm sure. Uh, plus, you've also got Jadis, who, who was there as well. Um, but the connection you've got there is the CRM and Rick and, you know, the fact that Jadis took Rick away on the helicopter, and then you've got the bit at the end of the main show, where somebody's telling him to surrender or whatever. Um, it feels like there's connective, more so than what, like I said, with fear or whatever, it feels like there's some connective tissue there. Um, what do you think of what they they could do with something like that? Yeah, well, as I mentioned before, I, I think those characters, given their connection to the sort of wider groups and, you know, the CRM and, and that sort of stuff, there is a fair chance that you may see some of those characters pop up in Rick and Michonne or Daryl. And I mean, the World Beyond does have a coda to it, which is in France and is relating to the zombie variants. And that's where Daryl is going. So um, whilst it wasn't part of the, the kind of main arc of that story of that show and didn't have those characters in it, there is a connection there. So I, I do think that, you know that there was a specific reason for putting that world beyond series out and they announced it as a two season show so it wasn't like mm-hmm. it was cancelled after two seasons it was done very specifically to mm-hmm. introduce and to do a whole bunch of things and thing is why would you do that unless you are going to somehow connect it back into either the Rick and Michonne story or the Daryl story at some point? Mm-hmm. So I think there is a very solid likelihood that some people from that will end up popping up at some point in either Rick and Michonne or Daryl. Mm. Or at least the CRM group. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the CRM group we know is going to appear at some point because they kind of have to as part of the Rick story. So, mm. yeah, I mean, they they're technically in that final episode because whoever's in that helicopter uh, is probably CRM, and they well, are in that scene. Well, so. yeah, and I mean, he was wearing a CRM jacket and he was carrying one of the CRM weapons. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we we know that the CRM is going to show up. Um, mm-hmm. So there is a distinct possibility that you're going to see some of the characters out of World Beyond pop up there as well. Mm-hmm. Will we see Rick get any shoes back though? That's the <laughs> important <laughs> yeah, part. The important question. I want to know how he lost his shoes. That's uh, 
there's an old, a whole episode a bottle yeah. episode yeah um no 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 more bottle episodes please at least not the way you've done them before so yeah. um especially you fear the walking dead don't do that anymore even though they changed that to pretty much being their format for the show which right. was a, a season of disconnected sort of bottle episodes and it was not very good yeah anyway um yeah, so that's uh, well beyond stuff. So yeah, there's the potential you can tap into with that, and I like what you said about, you know, that Daryl's going off to look for him. Daryl's in France, but there were some things going on there. So um, I feel like as well, if if they do connect to that in a useful way, I'll we'll probably both feel quite rewarded as viewers. I think of like, hey, we we know what's going on here because we watch the show. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's funny you mentioned the two season thing. I'm, I I I remember the clickbait. Walking Dead, well beyond, cancelled after two seasons. It's like, no, it was made for two seasons. So yes. uh, they, they announced yeah. it as a two-season show when yeah, they, it yeah. was not cancelled. Yeah, and I, I remember all the comments being like, hey, yeah, terrible acting, it's cancelled. It's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, please, please, please read reliable information, everybody. All right, uh, I think that's most of the stuff for that. Uh, again, once, once these shows start, we can start covering them. Hopefully they'll uh, answer some of these questions that we have and we can talk about it more and uh, the last thing of my notes apart from the emails and feedback is the season rankings uh so i did this very late last night and then i sent it to you because i thought it would be useful for you to have the same notes as what i have um i did not give you this part of my notes though because i wanted you and the audience to hear my season rankings at the same time um did you say you did yours as yes. well I, i've done mine as well and as i said to you before we came on uh, I, I can name, I think, my best season and my worst season. The ones in the middle are sort of how I'm feeling today, but I think yeah, are probably yeah. rather more changeable. But yeah, certainly I, I know my best and my worst, but I have got them all listed in an order at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, same for me. You know, if you talk about like the middle three or so, they could change. We have 11 seasons here. And yes, this is just for the Walking Dead seasons. We're not including Well Beyond or Fear or obviously Tales in this. This is just the 11 seasons that we have of the walking dead so um <coughs> going from worst to best i've got eight season eight um season seven which you could almost stitch them together because they are almost like one really un- unnecessarily long season um the reason i put eight below seven is because that was when you killed carl and that was where things although the show recovered after that um season seven didn't make a similar mistake um, so season eight almost gets a penalty because that's that's where you kill Carl and you you, you made some uh, decisions from there. Um, both seasons too long, too drawn out. Both seasons sixteen episodes each. Um, it's it's wild to think the actual Negan arc, which should have been the best of the season. I I shouldn't have these two seasons at the bottom. They should be near near much nearer the top, but they were too long. Um, dragged on for just far too long. Um, some of those podcasts were harder to do that there's certain podcasts you go to do when you review stuff and you think okay there's some thoughts you got in your head but like it, it's gonna be tough to talk about this thing that you want to be so much better but just isn't and just mm-hmm. week after week after week it, it isn't getting better um so yeah i i put those two at the bottom season three um i i thought there was some decent parts of season three but as i sort of started thinking of these different seasons in my head and thought what are the seasons that stick out for having some of the bigger mistakes um this again was a season that was too long with the governor you did obviously extend that also to like what the first half of season four probably could have done it shorter than that obviously not as long as the the negan arc but still 
too long. Uh, you could probably put that on AMC for wanting 16 episode seasons. Um, so there's that. It was also the season that like Andrea, who is one of the best characters in the comic books, she she's basically Carol, the, the TV show version of Carol, where she's a complete. She's a bit younger than Carol, but she's a complete badass. Really, really good with the sniper, and um, they just made they turned her into. I don't like using words like an idiot, but they they turned her into a very stupid character. And like the choices she made around the governor, and she could have killed him so many times, and she didn't. And they killed off that character in that season, so that was a big, big mistake as well. Because uh, I I think there was something written at some point that like um, that Laurie Holden was was her name, yes. I think. Um, she was told at a certain point that, like, because Andrea in the, um, because Michonne doesn't end up with Rick in the book. Michonne ends up with, uh, Ezekiel. Carol dies, uh, earlier, but Andrea lives further. Um, and they, I think they told Laurie Holden at one point, like, you've got a contract up to, I think they said, see, like, we have a story plan or something laid out to season seven, and Andrea's gonna end up with Rick. Um, which would have been, which is strange to think about now, but she was gonna, she was essentially promised sort of the same arc. Um, didn't she buy a house like closer to the set and then like? Yeah, that's the they, usual they, thing. They yeah. wait until they buy a house because Carl, um, yes, um, uh, uh, Laurie Holden, yeah, yeah, and and um, Chandler did the same as well. Chandler yeah. just bought a house near the set when they yeah. killed him. So, so there you go with those ones. Um, then we get into some of like the, the actual better seasons, but I have to pick which is like better than what got season five um season five's good season five i think is the peak of the ratings that and the season seven premiere um it was quite good it was that kind of bridge in between wasn't it in between like the prison and the uh was called alexandra which again lasted a bit too long this was kind of like rick at his peak of being a badass so it's got it's got some points for that again that the, the these seasons these going forward aren't what i would consider bad seasons like the three that i've just gone through which is three seven and eight have got like bad mis- bad glaring mistakes that happen in in their seasons um five just i don't know it was again one of them mc doing a original tv stuff like bridging in between the next comic book thing um i i thought premiere was you know, very very good that was a great episode and everything um i thought they did the uh i can't remember the name now but the cannibal people they did those very well uh, that was good. Uh, then I've got season 11. Um, I thought the show ended well, as I said. Um, season 11 is the longest season. It's the one that's actually got 24 episodes. Um, looking back on season 11, because I was trying to think about all these seasons, the length of them, some of them are different lengths, um, which is better and what's you know got more quality and that sort of thing. Looking back on season 11, and again, this is an AMC thing, it didn't need to have... I mean, no, no, no season of TV that's ever existed need to have twenty-four episodes. Even twenty-four itself proved that. Even though that that <laughs> that, that that's a, a time thing in the show, and they still managed to make uh, two very good uh, twelve-season uh, episodes. Um, but no season needs that many episodes. And we, I still like season eleven. It's it's still a, a good season. But looking back on it, I just kind of think: Did you need twenty-four episodes? But then, did you need eleven seasons? You probably didn't need eleven seasons either to to tell this story. Um, but again, that's where you get into AMC mucking about with things and putting original TV stuff in so that the show could last longer, so they could make more money. Um, I still thought they did really good with the with the Commonwealth and everything, um, but that's where I put that. Uh, season 4, I think Season season 4 is my next one. Um, I think Season 4 is a bit underrated. It's got a bit of a sort of... 
strange second half to it. And the problem with ranking some of these seasons is some of this, some of the halves of the seasons are so much better than some of the others. Um, we'll talk about season six in a minute. Um, I really liked the sort of because it was somebody got sick in the prison and that started like an in the prison zombie breakout. I really liked that idea. And I remember when they showed some of it in the trailer. Um, I was like, this is really cool, and I thought it was actually very, very good, and you had the result of, like, some really strong uh, Rick and Cole moments, if you remember, like, they were trying to clear the, you know, the fences of the gates and, and things like that, um, so that was great, uh, finally ended the governor's arc, which, again, I thought was a very good episode, emotional death of Herschel, all that type of stuff, the second half of the season is where, I, I still liked it, but that's where, that's where you got into that Walking Dead period of, we're going to show one character every three... One set of characters every three weeks. Rotate through them because they've split... Because they, remember, if you remember, they split off into groups. And it's like, oh, the, this character's with these two. This character's with these other two. This And, and it split into like three or four groups. And the season got very... Uh, just... I don't know. It, it was like these little pockets of stories. And you kind of wondered like, is so-and-so going to bump into whoever? And then you finished off with the uh, hospital arc. Which I didn't mind some of it, but... Again, it's it's just that thing that you do, like why you don't really quite need that in it. Um, but I really, really do like the first half of season four, so I put it in there. Season six, my next one. Um, a very strange, oddly put together first half of season six. You have got the Glenn under the dumpster thing, which was not right, smart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got the Eastman episode, which was quite good. That was I think that was when Morgan was brought back, wasn't it? But yeah. Um. The build-up, although they didn't execute the cliffhanger well of of the season, that was one of the uh, another big mistake. The build-up, and we pod. This is when we started podcasting on the show, which was the back half of season six. I don't know what the po- those sound like now, but um, different time. The build-up to Negan, I thought was incredible. I really, really enjoyed at that point. And as somebody at that time who was like reading the books and stuff, because I was reading them at that point. I was like, I can't wait to see when they get to Negan and how he's revealed. That finale episode itself, if you forget the cliffhanger, the episode itself is really, really good. And, like, Jeffrey's entrance as Negan is so iconic, and the eeny, mini money, mo is just the choice they made after that, which which let things down, so I re-enjoyed that. Um, I've written down season two twice for some reason, but see, season ten is my, uh, my next one. Um, this was... Um, because they, they staggered the whisper stuff, didn't they, from 9 to 10? Because the first half of 9 was yeah. Angela Kang figuring out, okay, I have to write out Rick and Maggie and Jesus is going to die and, you know, time skip and where I'm putting Negan and old Jude, older Judith yeah, is coming yeah. in. Um, that, that was, first half of season 9 was like, okay, we're losing a bunch of people. We have to figure out what the show is going to look like and figure out uh, how we're going to navigate everything. Um I, I feel quite sorry for Angela Kang as a showrunner because in two situations she's been brought in for season 9 people are like really down and out about The Walking Dead after season 7 and 8 which should have been some of the best seasons she comes in and at that point it's like you know a bunch of the audience was like I, I, I'm done with this. this this is bad I'm yeah. done with this and then she comes in so she walks into a season where the audience is dwindling because they're getting fed up with like the Negan storyline being dragged out and Carl's dead and all this kind of stuff. And then she finds out, okay, uh Michonne's I think Michonne left in season ten. Like Michonne's gonna leave eventually, you uh kill Jesus this season, Rick's leaving, Maggie's leaving, you gotta do a six year time jump, Judith's gonna be older, introduce Magna's group, and it's like, wow, that's a lot to kind of 
yeah. that's just a lot to deal with so um but she handled it as about as well as she could um that sort of bled into season 10 where we got the whisperers which i i was fascinated by by all that and mm-hmm. people trying to figure out you know um are these talking walkers what what's going on here some people kind of knew a bit about them because they'd read some stuff online and i remember kind of encouraging friends and family that are watching the show i was like don't read about what the whispers are it'd be great when it gets revealed to you um and it was fun for me like because you weren't quite sure what the whispers are and i knew what they were and then they, they started talking in that episode um and that was uh that was very cool so the the, the whisper stuff i thought was was really great obviously that's where we get introduced to lydia and obviously you know ryan hurst and, and everything with with beta and alpha um really great storyline with that um season nine is the one i got after that again angela kang trying to recover um and this is one of the things where i'm looking at nine and ten i'm thinking was ten better than nine but they're both sort of clumped together in in a way um so season nine i got next again angela kang trying to deal with sort of you know how do i recover how do i save this show uh you know and deal with like oh main stars leaving oh another main stars leaving oh i have to do do all this stuff so she did a great job with that and then the last two I've got is uh, season two and then season one. Um, the Frank Darabont era of the mm-hmm. show. The reason I put season two below season one is um, well that that was the first one of the first signs of trouble when they brought Frank Darabont back. And he said, "Hey, you did six episodes. They were great. Can you do thirteen, but on the same budget?" And yes. he was like, um, not, not no. really. No, I can't do that. I'm going to sue you. Um, so that was where, where we lost his talent, unfortunately. Um, but no, if you remember back in season one, that was where we did have uh, some of the smarter walkers, like Morgan's wife, um, turning the doorknobs and stuff. Um, so yeah, I would say, and like see, season two is such a big Shane season as well. Um, especially like the the barn scene with Sophia. There, there's some really great stuff in those two. Again, those are two seasons you can kind of lump together a little bit because that's like the Frank Darabont sort of era. So, um, those are my rough rankings. Again, on any day I could switch some of them around or choose a different favorite season, but that was what I wrote down for now. Um, what did you choose, David? Uh, to be honest, mine. There's a few differences, but they're not overly different. To be honest, um, I went with. Um, season seven as the worst season. Um, that was because it, it for me. I, whilst I agree with you, season eight that the, and they they do kind of. I've, I've got season eight next as well. So okay, those right. two seasons do kind of sit together. Whatever you do, so whichever way around you go. And yeah, you're right. Certainly in season eight, killing Carl, which was probably the biggest mistake the show made. But um. The the season seven stuff, which was the sort of subjugation by Negan, um, I, I, that I was just like wading through treacle that whole season. Uh, I, you know, I mean, you, you did get Ezekiel in there, so there were some mm-hmm. good things out of it, but yeah that that whole run i mean seven and eight were the two worst seasons of the show and uh, you, you know slightly disagreement about which way around we put them uh, for various different reasons but collectively i mean they were the two worst seasons they are the, one big uh, long kind of season, yeah so. and and yeah. i think it was the <laughs> fact that that certainly season seven was the start of that that just just terrible trudge for two mm. seasons so see season seven for me was like okay 
just get back to the show, do who Negan's going to kill, whatever, and then just tell the story, and then, okay, episode one, you executed that, and then two, three, four, five, you know, episodes went by, and I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is fine, it's going a bit slowly, but it's fine, and then we got up to about the mid-season, and I was like, mm, you should be getting into sort of all-out war about now, and they didn't, and then that's where, that, that's kind of where I had that realisation of like, you're telling this story very slowly, um, yeah, and I was like, you, it, it's it's great. Like Jeffrey's fantastic; he's so good in that role. But it was like you're telling this story very slowly. And then season seven ended, and I was like, oh, you haven't really got to All Out War yet. You yeah, had sixteen episodes. Um, the difficulty with ranking some of these, uh, and this only really kind of applies to this show, is some of these seasons you can lump together, like seven and eight and one and two. But some of them, things like the first half of se- the first half and second half of seasons 4 and 6 are kind of very different stuff so yeah um anyway please continue See, um my my next one is season 4 uh was my uh, my my next one on the list and um yeah you're right there was some good stuff in there but i remember a lot of that so you rated it because of the first half of the season and i rated it i think more because of the second half of that season because i remember the sort of post-prison stuff again it was way too drawn out and a lot of trudging around in the wilderness whilst they hadn't got anywhere to be and uh, you know it was all that sort of stuff before they come across terminus and that drove me drove me a bit crazy so that that was sort of mm. why i put that in there um and i wasn't going to do these by halves or whatever like first half yeah of season, yeah know it's like 4a 4b so, but that that's just too much <laughs> yeah yeah no no but they were very much was again a very much a season of two halves there was some good stuff in the first half but the second half i found really trudging uh season three was the next one which was the actual prison itself and again you know there were issues with that with the the sort of andrea andrea stuff uh i put season five which was terminus and then finding alexandria as the next one um season six which was the introduction of negan um and again there was a lot of decent stuff in there you know um the 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 sort of introduction of Jesus, the introduction of Negan, that 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 whole introduction of the saviors, uh, was, I think was really well handled. Um, I actually put season two next, the farm uh, episode, the farm season, which, um, you know, I, I did really enjoy that season. But um, I then ranked 9, 10, 11 um, as my next three. So, you know, season nine being introduction of the whisperers and like you say angela trying to figure out what she was going to do now she'd lost a whole bunch of main characters and all that sort Mm. of um season 10 uh being the main whisperer war stuff and uh i actually ranked season 11 next i really like that final season i think they they handled it really well angela at that point had, had figured out you know everything that she was doing it moved at a decent pace um Yes, there were a lot of episodes in there, but I don't really blame them so much for that because there were more episodes in there than there would have been had there not been a pandemic. So, um, you know, mm, there was yeah. was that weird bit in the middle where they had to bung an extra bunch of episodes in because of a pandemic. So, you know, I I I don't really feel totally sort of off about that. I think, you know, I, I liked what they did with season 11 overall. And I think that whilst there were a lot of episodes in there, I, I think, I don't think the story felt as stretched as it did in the Negan era. 
you know, I think they were, I, you know, I, I was okay with what they did with that. I think they posted it well. And uh, to top of the list, of course, was season one, because it was the thing that introduced us all. It's the Frank Dar- Darabont original um, stuff. It was those six episodes. They were tight. They were well shot. It was a really, be- really well put together story. Um, so, yeah, that was top of my list. Mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen, I mean, I've already started to think this. When when I see those Last of Us trailers and I look at just the production value, I look at that and I've, I've said this to a few people already. Like, okay, Walking Dead's got Walking Dead's a good show, but it's it's got its problems. But if you look at the trailers and like the tone and everything of the Last of Us, which is it has got bits of Frank that sort of Frank Darabont ish sort of horror parts to it. That is that's kind of what the Walking Dead should have been the whole way through. Um, mm-hmm. Other than when you've got like happier it's not all doom and gloom there are some happy moments and some you know heartwarming moments and stuff you have to have that because uh you know um but uh I, I think once we start getting started with the episodes we'll look at that and be like okay walking dead was great but it should have been this and season season one and two looks more towards that even if you look at certain tonal stuff in the mist which again is frank darabont um and if if you look at um i know it's not zombies and stuff but if you look at some of that tonally in Chernobyl as well. Obviously, uh, Craig Mason's going over to do Last of Us, who did uh, Chernobyl stuff. All that kind of bulk of to- that tonal sort of production quality esque sort of thing uh, is what Walking Dead should have been more of. But uh, oh, those are some uh, some good rankings there. Um, before we get to the emails, uh, so I wondered if we'd do some like singular character selections or something. So like. Um, instead of like most underserved, most over, you know, instead of doing things like that, maybe just our least and most favorite character or something like that. Um, I don't like to pick on him too much. My my least favorite character would be Eugene. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody. It's not just because the way they, sp- the way that he speaks and everything. I think Josh does a good job with. There's a difference between an actor's ability and the material that an actor is given. Um, because you can make a, a a very good actor play a character that's not quite that that great. Um, but for me again, because I've got the comic book characters to compare this to as well, and although some of them were a lot better, uh, granted you switch around a few of them like Andrew and Carol. Um, he is just better in the comic books, and I I still feel to this day because when I've seen certain parts of like Talking Dead, uh, is that still on by the way? Talking Dead was was that on in this final season? Um, it, it was in America. It wasn't over here. They oh. Disney didn't buy it to run. Otherwise, I would have been watching it. But um, mm. they, they had a big finale thing and all that. But yeah, I, I they had a huge uh, finale thing in Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Um, uh, it wasn't bought by Disney to run mm. along with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, when when I looked at like certain clips of Talking Dead and the way they talk about the character of Eugene is like they tried to play him too comedically. There's a comedic element about Eugene, but and he had his odd sort of badass moment out of nowhere. But he's just better, and he's one of those characters that is just better in the comic books, I think. Um, and I'm I'm a bit disappointed with how he turned out in the show. Um, my favourite character, it's, I know I am going to have to pick just one, it is between probably Rick and and Negan, um, I think Negan just had some, just his his arc is just so fascinating to me, and it's going to 
continue with the with the next show. Um, but going from somebody that like you hated and kind of wanted dead, but you you understood the motivations of because un- understanding some like a villain's motivation is one of the most important parts of them, and unless they're just a you know mustache twirling villain who's just out for power, but. Um, when you get a villain who's like motives, you don't like the character, but the motives make sense and everything. Um, the problem is with choosing Rick is he hasn't been here for like the last two seasons. But um, because of that, I would maybe go with Negan. Um, on any given day, I could maybe choose between the two of them. Um, there's lots of characters I love in this show. Um, there, there is a lot of them, but those are those are the two I sort of choose for those two things. Um, any two that maybe stand out to you from those choices? Um... it's very difficult for me to pick a character I dislike Um, in terms of get them off my screen um, I I don't want to see them anymore there are characters which I hated which I was meant to hate people like Lance but I Sebastian yeah yeah, or Sebastian um, who I wanted to see die in a really grisly way you know there there are characters like that um, but you're supposed to not like them, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing against the actors that are playing them or how they played them. They were playing them how they were supposed to be. So um, there were characters like certainly in the latest season, Lance Sebastian. Uh, I mean, even you know, you look at people like the governor. Um, but again, David Morris he played the character brilliantly. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to like that character. So. Um, I guess is is there maybe a character you thought they could have done better with or something? I would have liked to have seen them do a bit more with maybe Aaron. Um, mm-hmm. That that I think possibly was a bit underserved at points. Right. Um, and Ross McQuans is a he's fabulous and uh, he's very funny as well. Uh, there's a, for for those of you that are interested, by the way, there is a a Walking Dead panel up on uh, the our YouTube channel, um, youtube.com forward slash Geek Ten, uh, which had Ross and David Morrissey and uh, who was the third one? Oh, it was uh, Michael Cudlitz as well. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. you know that they, they were great and. I, I, I think there maybe could have been a bit more you could have done with with Aaron in there. Um, mm-hmm. So I th- that and in terms of most favourite, I mean Negan again would certainly be up there. I really like Negan. Um, at the later seasons, I rather like Mercer. I thought Mercer was was mm. quite well well done. Um, Negan obviously. Uh, Jesus was a great character. Jesus was another one that was very underutilized as well, um, and killed off white too. They were doing all right with him. The only the only two problems they uh, did with him was they didn't give him his fighting stuff because they didn't give him any fighting scenes, <coughs> other than maybe like two of them, and then they killed him off, so you couldn't do anything else with him. So yeah, um, he also survives the uh, uh, the comic book as well. So um, yeah. In terms of female characters, because I kind of mentioned two sets of male characters, um, I, in terms of like maybe some of my favorite characters, maybe kind of underutilized as well. I really did the, like the way they adapted Princess. Yes, I, was I, me- say I remember Princess. when I remember when she first came on screen, and I was like, "Yep, that's 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 like exactly like what she's like in the book." Um, obviously, she changes a little bit later, but um, that sort of. Because that's kind of a risky character to adapt as well. Because some people would look to her and be like, oh, she's another... I remember when she first got introduced into the book and the consensus was, oh, she's another Negan. 
And I remember when I was reading it at the time, I was like, I don't really see that. Um, I, I think it was because of the, the flamboyant kind of personality that was that was in her. But she's not really similar to Negan in that way. Right. Um, another character that I, I thought was utilised pretty well, but under service kind of, maybe Connie. I, I did like what they were doing mm-hmm. with Connie and, and, and Daryl. Um Certainly with those. I didn't quite connect with all of like all of Magna's group. Like obviously Luke went off went away for Yeah a few seasons and, and a few of them weren't on screen as much. But uh I really did like Connie as a character as well and especially her relationship with, with Daryl. So um those are two other choices I'd I'd kinda make. So um I right, that's it for that part. Uh last bit we have is three emails to go through and then we will wrap up this series wrap up. Um if you'd still like to write into the show, because we're not done with the world of The Walking Dead. Um, so if you'd like to write in for future stuff, or whatever the case may be, or write in about anything that we've said. What's your favourite, least favourite season, uh, least favourite, most favourite character, all that type of stuff. Let us know, you can still obviously do that as well. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, contact page information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes. Uh, Beth has an interesting question, she says... Um, I think you're doing a series wrap-up. We are here. Uh, I hope so. Just wanted to say thank you for covering the series. Uh, very welcome. I found the two of you to be the most balanced. Can't wait for Matt to explode when The Last of Us gets here. Um, yes, I might very well explode <laughs> with excitement. I've already exploded with excitement. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be difficult for me to stop talking when, when that first episode gets here, which is why I talk on podcasts about things. Um yeah, thank you for, for saying that. Uh, glad that you were able to get your e- email in for the series wrap-up because it seems like you, you weren't sure if we were doing one. Um, I I think we're pretty balanced. Um, I've I've listened to I've dipped in and out of a few different Walking Dead podcasts over the years. Um, th- there has been a couple of podcasts I listened to where, like, they... Uh, a couple of them had kind of quit. Um, a couple of people that tried to look at the series... Like as generously as possible. Um, I think somebody like Bold Moves a bit more balanced. Because um, when the show really gets things wrong, they do kind of go in on the show. But when the when the show does things right or things that they're curious about, they're sort of accurate on those points. So they're they're pretty good. But um, I mean, yeah, I've, I think we've been both been pretty balanced. Um, what do you kind of think of how we've covered the show? I suppose. Yeah, I think we call them out like, you know, um, you try to stay positive when you are watching the show, you know, yeah. uh, like there, there are, are points when we were covering season seven and eight where I think we were maybe slightly more positive than possibly we could have been. Uh, but yeah, generally, I think we've been pretty balanced across across the show. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if there is things that, that annoy us, we do kind of say so, so. Yeah, I think the interesting part for me about covering the show was like through those sort of you know early parts, later parts of season six and seven and eight, and it was me sitting there and thinking, okay, Negan's gonna get here eventually, and it's gonna be awesome, and then you know waiting for him to pop up, and I know what's coming up in the book, and seeing it it was always such a curious point for me week to week of like, okay, I know what's coming up in the book, not all the same characters are alive, so how are they gonna adapt these different things? and they they got some stuff right and they got some stuff wrong. So, um, but no, I thought we were pretty balanced. Uh, Harrison says, uh, "What um, what do you think is the worst and best case scenario for these spin-offs? Also, is 
The Walking Dead, the first entertainment, first show entertainment all covered. Uh, what shows in the future could you be covering weekly? Because uh, for those of you who don't know, we have we have various different ways of covering shows. Uh, one newer sort of way I've adapted is doing a why you should watch and occasionally why you shouldn't watch. Um, those are kind of sort of um, more so with the why you should watch shows. Those are kind of where I take shows that. I want to do like a recommendation thing for but instead of getting into big breakdowns of things and spoilers it's more talking about okay here's the bullet points of what these shows are good at and also explaining what the show is where it is what it's on who's in it and I, I really like doing those um the only one I've done for why you shouldn't watch was for inside number nine and that was kind of talking about the fall off of that show so uh, that's kind of a newer way I've adapted that uh, we do season reviews as well which is where our rating system comes in um, we have some other ways of covering shows as well. Um, just answer these one by one. Best and worst case scenario for these spin-offs. So in terms of worst case scenario... Because, like... For me, in terms of TV competition... I don't really know how AMC sees themselves in that regard. If they got rid of The Walking Dead... Which they don't need to do because they own the rights to the TV shows... I know they've got that Vampire of the Diary thing or whatever. Um, uh, vampire Diary thing or whatever it's called. No, it's not Vampire Sorry, Diaries. It, it, in, uh, interview with Interview with the Vampire, thing, yeah. yes. I'm thinking of the Vampire Diaries, aren't I? Yes. Uh, which is a completely different show. I know they've got that. Um, Mad Men's finished. Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Bist, both finished. Um, if they, like... Let's say, worst case scenario, all, all these three shows and, and, like, let's say Fear ends or whatever, or Tales gets cancelled because nobody's seen it anyway. Um... But, like, let's say Daryl's show is terrible, the other two shows are terrible, they mess up, like, all the characters and that, and, and they cancel all those shows. AMC, I, I know they've got, like, Shudder and stuff like that, but in terms of the AMC channel, they don't really have anything else. It's not like with um, Disney, for example. Like, let, let's say, um, let's say Ant-Man comes out and it's you know, not very good or something, you've still got so many other things that they've, like, they've got Star Wars and Disney and Pixar and all the other MCU stuff, and, um, you know, some people didn't like Thor, or some people didn't like Doctor Strange, but then Black Panther came out, and She-Hulk came out, and that they've got so many other things. Um, other than, I mean, even Shudder itself is a bit more of a sort of, much more, I mean, that's just horror, isn't it? So it has got a niche thing to it. Yes. I don't know that AMC can afford possibly financially and for competition to like cancel everything or like finish all these shows not do anything else and just not do anything with walking dead because i well, don't know that yeah they're not they're not going to do that the walking no. dead is a huge driver for the amc app and the amc app makes them the amc plus app makes them money so um one of the reasons that they bought the Anne rice stuff which is the mayfair which is in the interview with the vampire is due it is to build a secondary franchise um you know i right. mean that that was part of the reason for it because there are a whole ton of books that they can work through for that um it's not just the interview with the vampire there's uh there's all the stuff that goes with that um and there's like 10 books in that series or something and a plus there's all the mayfair witch stuff as well which crosses over with it so the whole point of buying and involving themselves in that was to build a kind of secondary franchise that was in the same kind of area as the walking dead stuff um in, in the things, I mean, yeah, so, yeah very things. different show <laughs> but it was sort of an undead kind of fantasy show so they have got that they've got some interesting one-off things i mean they've got the orphan black spin-off coming up they've got a new show with bob Odenkirk. um 
they have got other you know a few other bits and pieces as well so i mean but in terms of massive franchises as we've said many times before as much as people say the walking dead is dying no it isn't it it is still very much alive and well yes its numbers are nowhere near what it was but the walking dead as a franchise is still hugely popular and the walking dead shows are still the biggest shows on the network so you know there's no reason for them to get rid of it right now i mean Mm. you know there are you you can do all sorts of things with that at all sorts of budget levels uh yes obviously zombie makeup is going to cost you money but there are ways of doing that and and constructing shows to be a lot cheaper and and i mean the way that they're doing the spin-offs is one way of doing that because at the moment they're using existing stars but you could come up with an entirely new walking dead show like they did with world beyond which is a lot cheaper to make because they're complete unknowns basically that you're casting as the leads so um you're and one of the biggest uh expenses on a tv show is the wage best so you mm-hmm. know there, there are i mean you can you can play around in this universe for years if they wanted to yeah yeah um so more realistic worst case scenario is I I just don't I don't want them to like do some sort of off-screen death of Annie and Herschel and then like oh that that's why Maggie and Negan went off and they're all sad and like, yeah, Negan's no, not I mean... happy anymore and Maggie's like they're both just unhappy and they don't really want to be around each other cuz they don't really like each other and they both suffered big losses and um I also want yeah. to see those other two characters potentially on the show but I I don't know how I don't know um yeah. Yeah, the I mean, the, the, the other that. thing you the other thing you could do with Negan is just he left his wife for some reason. Um, like she let's say Annie doesn't die, but it's sort of I don't know. She's nine months pregnant, and she's about to, instead of being there for the birth of his child and with his with his wife, he just decides to just I don't know have some stupid character reversal when he leaves. Um, yeah, and Maggie I like mean... does the same. Like Maggie leaves. I don't know. The, the, Carol has I, another child to look after and leaves Herschel to, to her yeah. or something. I mean, I, they will have to have a very specific reason for Maggie and Negan to travel somewhere um, together yeah. for that show. And I I have faith that they've come up with a reasonable reason to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's possible they haven't. I mean, Gimbal is still exec producer on that show, but who knows? Um, I, I, I have some faith that, that they are going to be okay you know and know what they're doing with that and they will come up with a logical reason as i said we don't know this is an ongoing show if it's just six episodes it could be maggie and negan need to go to manhattan for a specific thing so yeah so um best case scenario for the other stuff um with daryl maybe he finds uh rick and michonne and then that leads in some way shape or form to their show which is what you kind of brainstormed earlier i like that idea um other thing I'd like to happen with the Rick and Michonne stuff is you don't have to involve all the world beyond characters but a, a, a big bit of connected tissue to that maybe towards Jada or towards uh is it Elizabeth the other character was was called the the other leader of the group um yes. maybe something happens there but you yes. involve the CRM and you do something there um uh so but yeah for all of it to kind of just work in 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 the ways that it should so uh, again, it depends what that leads to and what happens after all that, but we, we don't know that yet. Uh, in terms of the other stuff, um, is Walking Dead first show entertainment all covered? Um, 
I think I started, and this was on like the old SoundCloud account. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I started Gaming Talk, because the reason Gaming Talk's on episode 360-something is uh, that used to be called Xbox All-in-One. That I think that was before I got my PS4 and I was a Xbox gamer. Um, and I, I'd actually started those two shows before I created entertainment talk but then i realized i was going on this path of like okay i want to uh not not invest in terms of money but like in terms of like what i'm doing what i'm doing with these things and then i brainstormed an idea it it, it took less than a day uh to do that and then i thought i'm kind of creating a podcast network here which is what we have today we have a network of different podcast shows um but gaming talk started first obviously that's not a tv show what you're talking about is tv shows um because I had like uh, co-hosts that like I'm not even really in contact with anymore. Uh, a, a while ago on those, that was um, a long time ago. Um, and that was when I'd sort of. Um, I think that's when I got in contact with you about like Geek Town because I I listened to a Geek Town radio yes. and then like off just completely off the cuff. Um, I can't remember if I said like can I come on the show or something, but I I I'd messaged you something about Geek Town. And then we got in contact yeah. from there. Um, and then you asked about my podcast experience. And I sent you... I can't remember what I sent you. But what I was doing at the time. Because um, you don't want to invite just any odd, odd person onto the show. Um, yes. And then I was like, hey, I have, you know, a, a gaming podcast covering Walking Dead. It was only in, like, season six. Because um, you joined me with that. And we had, like, uh, Sophie and Ash and some other people at, at the time. Yeah. Um, and then there was a point right about when I created Entertainment Talk that Robert, I got in contact with Robert. Um, that was through a Xbox group. He joined me for Gaming Talk. Um, and then I, and then we started. Uh, I can't remember how the conversation happened. Probably because it just happened. Then we started uh, a podcast that I called DC TV, which somebody else had the name of, but I wasn't as aware of I, as what I should have been back then <laughs> or whatever no, nobody contacted me about anything but I was just I was like hey watching this like Flash and Arrow and all this kind of stuff and we just started like DCTV and we had like odd little episodes so those were like the first three um, and then sh- very soon after I created all those I made Entertainment Talk and then it, it just kind of went from there so yeah the, the first TV show we covered I think was The Walking Dead because even though we were doing DCTV it was kind of sporadic episodes and stuff um it what? It, it wasn't as, as like regularly yeah, and, and, first... and and those those are like different as well because that was multiple different yeah. shows uh and then gaming talk kept going and then i got into other gaming and stuff and i was like hey we probably shouldn't call this xbox something anymore and then we called that gaming talk and then now that's kind of where it is today and then a whole bunch of other ha- podcasts <laughs> happened yes. after that point so there's a bit of a history lesson for you, a bit, bit of a history for you. Um, but yes, I think it's the first one that we covered, so we're we're wrapping it, it up. Um, kind of historic. Uh, what shows are we going to be covering weekly in the future? Uh, well, Last of Us is right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, we'll still be sticking with these, because um, Fair, we're not going to be doing Fair. Um, Tales depends on when that's released and where, and that also kind of depends on... Like if if they're doing a season two, having people talking about that. Because to be honest, with with tales, as much as I I think the idea is kind of cool, and we are invested in doing Walking Dead podcasts, if like a season two comes around and it gets the same reception, I won't really feel the urge to do that sort of weekly or whatever. Or 
at all. I, I'm not really sure. I, I remember. Uh, yeah. I remember about a month or so ago when when that was starting with House of Dragon, and I I did say like, hey, we'll try and do season one of Tales, and then well, House of Dragon is obviously a huge show. Um, we'll probably do that weekly when it comes back in about two years. But if Tales is gonna continue the way it is, um, because you've also got to think it's not just in terms of what podcast, what shows we want to cover. It's about what shows people are actually watching. Um, yes. And there's so many people in the Walking Dead communities out there, because I've had a listen and a read to different people. A lot of people don't actually know that that show is a thing. Because um, with with, uh, with Jim yes. and Aaron over on Bold Move, uh, Aaron was going over like, hey, here's what Walking Dead's got lined up afterwards. And even Jim didn't know what Tales was. <laughs> He's like, oh, what's that? He's like, oh, it's an anthology thing. Um, so... Given the and that all that is AMC's fault. That's not a fault because it's not. Yeah. It, it's not a comment on the quality of the show. It's a comment on people don't know it exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I, I, I think in terms of the Walking Dead stuff, I think yeah, we'd like to cover the other shows, but uh, a lot of that hinges on whether you can legally watch it anywhere in the UK. Yes, I mean, there's always yeah. ways, but but um, a lot of it will hinge on whether we can actually legally watch it here somewhere because at the moment all the amc shows um pretty much with the exception of the main walking dead show all the newer amc shows don't have a home in the uk um uh whether that will change next year whether they'll launch amc plus as a service maybe here which is what i quite like them to do um which I know will upset some people because it means all the Walking Dead content will move onto its own app. But um, ultimately, I think that's where everything's going. And yeah. if it's say five pound a month to do that, I would probably be okay with that. Um, if we can get everything in one place, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, you know, and also get the, their other stuff like the Anne stuff, which hasn't landed here yet, and the new Bob Odenkirk show, and often black echoes which is the new season, spin-off season two of kevin and ev himself yes all that sort of stuff which they're not selling anywhere else and they're not putting on the amc channel which is on bt and only on bt um so i yeah I, we don't know at the moment what's going to happen with that but certainly on the walking dead side of things if it if it does get released legally over here somewhere then i think we'll probably whether we'll cover them weekly or whether we'll do them as sort of wrap up, you know, like um, series things yeah. each time. I don't know, but because um, they are only six episodes, but yeah, I think there's potential to cover yeah. those. Yeah, my 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 thought at the moment with the the other three, the Daryl, you know, the other shows I'm talking about, um, they have arguably more importance to them than the other two shows because Fear is doing what it's doing and tells nobody seems to be watching. Um, but the, yeah. the, the other three shows are actual continuations of the show that we're wrapping up. So uh, we intend to cover them weekly, but like David said, it depends on where and where they actually, when and where they actually land. So yeah, got those. Uh, in terms of other stuff, uh, I mean, we've got Ted Lasso season three. So this is sort of like more my stuff. Uh, Ted Lasso season three is probably next year. Uh, Monsters at Work, which I know is smaller, but I had fun covering that show. Um, that will, I think, I think a season two is is in the works. Yeah. Um, Star Trek probably come back at some point. Discovery. Um, I don't need any Star Trek. It won't be this year anyway because only a few weeks left of the year. But uh, that will come back at some point. So I'll be covering that. Um, 
So you got that one. Uh, what's the other? Uh, Arrowverse stuff me and Robert are sort of finished with. <laughs> yes. So uh, there, there might be an opportunity, like, if if Flash properly wraps up the Arrowverse in some way, shape, or form, maybe we'll do something for that. But in terms of, like, Superman, obviously Stargirl's pretty much gone. Um, so so none, none of that sort of stuff. But we've done some wrap-up podcasts for that already. Um, but, yeah, because throughout this whole year, I was sort of waiting for, like, okay, I'm not going to try to plan to do too many podcasts, even though we have still done quite a few, because at some point, these shows are going to come back. Like, some shows are going to come back. Um, and although we did have a bit of a bundle of stuff, which is why I said we'll leave Breaking Bad Season 2 probably to next year, <coughs> we also had Better Call Saul to finish anyway. For my individual shows, I hadn't realised how many of them had wrapped up, because I had so many podcasts anyway. I was kind of waiting for like, okay, at some point the show that I cover is going to come back, but then they just kind of didn't. So, but then Star Trek came out as like a box set and all that sort of thing. So, that's that's roughly where that sits. Um, the the thing is with doing weekly shows as opposed to a series review because series review for me takes forward to fifty minutes or something like a one off kind of like we're working mum season six or something, uh, or, or something like that. Um, if you're talking about the big weekly stuff, there's a few criteria it has to. Um, happen which we have to obviously have the interest but the the weekly interest to do it because that's more there's there's more podcast there than in a typical season review um so the 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 actual interest for us to break things down weekly and the, the investment um for it to be popular is important that's why i said for that tales is maybe off the table um has to be the the air date for it has to be at least decently close to the u.s which the Arrowverse shows were on the edge of that yes. at, at some points. Um, obviously, things like Walking Dead, House of Dragon is like next day. Last of Us will be next day, so there's no issue there. Um, it has to be like very, very close in terms of that, which that's not been as much of an issue recently as what it was in the past. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously we have to have that platform over here. Um, but, yeah, also a show that's, that's popular as well. So... Those are a few of the of the criteria for for that, and that can be things like limited series as well. It doesn't it doesn't have to be something that's on for ten, eleven seasons. So uh, there we go. But yeah, the other one we've uh, got on the table as well, one one that we can um, choose when to go back to because we can't choose when these Walking Dead shows come back is Breaking Bad. So when there's yes. a when there's a bit of a gap in in the schedule, possibly next year because there's there's no House of Dragon next year. There's no Better Call Saul because it's finished. Hopefully there'll be a gap for that and we can we can do that next year. So, Also, Last of Us is in a month, so mm-hmm. we'll be back with all that soon. And lastly, Jack writes in and says, Thanks for covering the show. Do you think uh, The Walking Dead shows or characters will cross over more? Which we've talked about a little bit. Um, I hope so. Um, it depends, because you've got, like I said, you've got like your... I mean, DC isn't really doing that at the moment. Um... I don't think it will... I don't know. Do you think... Because you haven't got as many Walking Dead characters as you've got with Marvel. Because Marvel, you've got characters that haven't even been introduced yet. Uh, like yeah. of, Even the bigger ones, like Fantastic Four and X-Men and all that sort of stuff. Do you think at some point... Um, AMC might look... I mean, they already would have looked at the MCU. Do you think they would want to turn it into something like that? Well, I mean, they're, they're sort of at the moment they're they're spinning off using existing characters, which is what you do. Um, I I think there is potential to try and 
get some of these people back together to maybe do short runs of things. Um, you know, maybe you do something which is a sort of crisis at, at the Commonwealth or, you know, um, so you can bring some of those characters back. Um, maybe you do do straight crossovers um, with some of these characters showing up in some of the later spin-off things, whatever they happen to be. Um, it's possible that, you know, the the Rick and Michonne stuff is going to introduce more of the CRM things, presumably. So there may be a potential of some sort of CRM-based show that, they run as a regular thing if that goes down well. Mm. So you, where you don't need Rick and Michonne there, you can, you know, maybe there is something potential to build out of that. Um, there may be more potential, like I say, to, to spin off something from the, the Daryl show as well, um, whether that's that's going to different countries or whether that's more stuff set in France. Um or the, the the Manhattan stuff. I mean, it may be that Maggie and Negan go do something in Manhattan, but once they leave, they then continue a show without them that stays in Manhattan. You know, I, I mean, there there are other options because mm. I mean, the the thing is, the Daryl show, as far as we know, is called Daryl Dixon. Uh, the Rick and Michonne thing is called Rick and Michonne, whereas the Maggie and Negan thing is called Dead City. So you don't necessarily need Maggie and Negan in that show to continue it. You may bring them across to introduce a bunch of new characters, but you could then have them leave, go back to their own community and um, have a show which is based around that community in Manhattan. So, mm. uh, And then bring other characters across because there is a connection there. So you could potentially bring you know, other characters, whether it's Ezekiel or Aaron or whoever, you know, you could bring some other characters across if you wanted to, um, if they decided that they wanted to do that as a continuing series. But at the moment, we just don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just thinking of my intros. Um, this, <laughs> this is for the Walking Dead, Dead City on AMC+. Plus. That's probably what I'll end up saying. Isn't it? Um, yes. This is for Walking Dead, Daryl Dick. <laughs> yeah, um, that'll, be, that'll be interesting. Um, I mean, it, it does function differently, obviously, to the MCU. Like, you're not going to have... Like, how you have, like, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man, yeah, Spider-Man, Captain America. You're not going to yeah, have because... Princess, Ezekiel, uh, yeah, all, all these characters with uh, TV shows. So... No. No. Because um, the other thing is the actors aren't signed up to those sort of contracts. Yeah, the different types of contracts. So yeah. with the actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, Walking Dead isn't doing films. They're doing... Uh, TV shows. Do you think because yes. they, they did so, try to do the Rick thing as a film? I wonder if they'll ever try to do that again at some point. I I, I wouldn't mind if Walking Dead just stuck to TV shows. Um, no, I, I I think it makes far more sense to do them as TV shows because, I mean, what's the benefit to AMC to doing a theatrical release of something? So even if it was a film, it would still be on AMC. Um, so yeah, it's essentially a very long TV episode anyway. So do mm. you, I mean, you know, either way, then you got a box office and all that type of stuff. So. Yeah. So so no, it's not. I I don't necessarily see them doing that. Mm. Yeah, they do have their AMC theaters, don't they? So they could do it like no, that's a different AMC theaters is a different company. Oh right, right. I think you probably told me that at some point, but I yes. forgot. Um, we also don't have those over here anyway. So no. Um, what what's that a part of then? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's an independent 
thing. They, they, but the, yes, AMC TV and AMC theaters are two entirely different things. Huh. That's kind of strange, isn't it? So, mm. um, that's what we've got for our series wrap up. It feels like the end, but not the end because there's still other shows to cover in the future. Um, David, thank you very much for your time, not just for today, but obviously across all these seasons for for joining me. Um, You're welcome. Still thankful to the other co-hosts who joined us for the other episodes we used to do. Um, it wasn't a case of falling out with them. People just move on sometimes from things and yeah, and, and that type of stuff. Stop which is, watching or yeah, or yeah. Or I think Chris went to college. Chris went to college, didn't he? So. Yeah, he did. I think he did actually stop because I, I think I remember him saying to me. I can't remember if it was on or off the air. He's like, I'm getting tired of this Negan thing and they killed off Carl. And then he tried to subtly say like, I think it was like, his, his interest had just dropped for the show. And I was like, okay, I think Chris is just doesn't want to cover the show, yeah. which, which is fine, which is fine. So Yeah, absolutely. People walk yeah. away from TV shows all the time. So Yeah, which is funny for Bold Move because they quit their podcast at the end of season eight and then came back when season 11 was on, but then did a binge watch cover of season nine and 10 <laughs> and then caught up for the end. So uh, they, they watched a lot of Walking Dead in one chunk, uh, which was yeah. interesting. But yeah, thank you very much for joining me for... Was it season six, episode nine, all the way through to eleven twenty-four? So, wow. yeah, it's it's wild how much we've we've covered this show. Uh, thank you, of course, to you, the audience, for listening to us for for so long. Whether this is your first episode, if you've listened for all these years, if you've stuck with us or a few months or whatever the case may be. Um, thank you to everybody else who's got involved with the podcast. Obviously, if you remember, at some point we've. Uh, well, beyond, we had that uh, person working on the show called David. He sent me a letter and some, some things yes. at some point. We did do a special episode for that where we covered that. Um, Comic-Con was great to go to, you know, back in 2019 before that erupted. Um, but, you know, I got to meet some of these people that work on the show. Uh, I got to meet Nikki Rapp as well. who's become a friend of the show as well, um, who I message and, and that sort of stuff. So that's been that's been brilliant. Um yeah, it's it's been quite a journey, but it's not actually ended, which is which is feels interesting because we're gonna yes. be back with The Walking Dead in a few months or something. Um, so yeah, big thank you to you, David. Big thank you to everybody who's got involved with the show. Um, you know, it it's a uh, it's, it's a time consumption thing. So thanks very much for for everything. Um, but we shall move on from Walking Dead and then move back to it in a weird way <laughs> at, at <laughs> yes. certain point. But this is the wrap up for the main show. Uh, we've enjoyed it. It's had its highs, had its lows. Um, AMC almost destroyed it, but uh, they l- luckily they didn't. Um, I've got figures for this show. I've got some posters and things like that. So um, even if at some points it sounds like I was very pissed off with Walking Dead, I very much do care about it because otherwise I wouldn't be buying figures for a show otherwise so there's all that uh, but like we said if you like zombie stuff and something that's probably got better production value a much deeper narrative I don't know if better characters is a fair thing to say but um, very in-depth characters probably some very good acting uh, very well written show probably um, and a show that's based off two games that I think are some of the best ever made The Last of Us starts in January uh, if you're in the US it'll be on HBO um, presumably HBO Max as well or whatever that's going to possibly be renamed to. Apparently they're renaming HBO Max to Max or something. Did you read about that? I didn't. I missed that completely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's because of the Discovery merger. They said they're going to possibly... It's not confirmed, but rumours, but like 
not the HBO, it's a bit weird with, with all that, not the HBO app, but they're going to apparently combine HBO Max with Discovery oh, and call yeah, it Max. Because, yes, yeah, okay, fair enough. So it'll yeah. be on one of them things in the US, I'm sure you'll see it. Uh, for those of you in the UK, it'll be on Sky, and if you don't want to pay full price for Sky, because it is very expensive, get a uh, get a Roku box and uh, get Now TV. It is actually cheaper. So that's how you can watch The Last of Us. Um, Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, Craig Mazin, Neil Druckmann, um... It should be very good, so join us for that in January. That's it for this episode. Thanks very, very much for listening and everything else. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to find the other stuff that we do, because we do talk about more than just TV stuff, TV, games, films, and main night podcasts when that comes back, uh, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, TV, games, I've already done that bit, uh, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk, search for all of that. If you want to support us in other ways, if you like what we've done, hopefully you have, uh, you can tell other people about what we do, either by just telling them using social media, whatever you'd like to do there. Patreon, uh, if you'd like to support us optionally in that way as well, Patreon um, over there. $5, $10 level tiers for the every podcast review options, have a look out for that as well. Um, Geek Town, Geek Town Radio, geektown.co.uk, uh, geektown.co.uk, all of it is back in full swing. Um, David, people can vote for the show, can't they? What can they vote yes. for it on? Yes, they can. Uh, it is the Geek Town Awards, which are running on the website if you go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. We are asking people to go on and vote for their favourite uh, TV shows, video games and films of the last 12 months. So you can go on and vote on there. And in addition to that, you also get entered into a big prize draw, which has this huge box of geeky stuff uh, that includes things like um just toys and games and uh dvds and blu-rays and uh, there is a fire hd tablet in there and some other bits and pieces so uh you can go on and vote on the geek town awards right now that's running till the end of december that's uh, geektown.co.uk forward slash awards so uh that's on the main website um <laughs> The Geek Town podcast is uh, back for the first time in a while this week. Uh, it's good. The main Geek Town podcast is back, which Matt was on as well. We talked about uh, Last of Us, obviously, because the trailer had just come out. Um, Mosquito Coast, you also talked about as well. We sort of recapped things that had happened whilst we'd been off. I actually mentioned Our Flag Means Death because I caught an episode of that whilst I was away on holiday and, uh, and I watched an episode of that on the plane. Literally, as I was uploading the show, the BBC announced they picked up the first season of it um cool. so uh, i'd like to say now if if that's if i'm manifesting things i hope i win the lottery this week uh, so, <laughs> uh we also talked about things like stage season three the pickup of neighbors there's a new spider-man series or spider-man adjacent series coming to prime video there's an Arthurian legend series coming to itvx which launches tomorrow actually on uh, in the uk so um not the series the itvx um streaming service but yeah so there's loads and loads of stuff on that episode that's episode 362 that is anywhere you get your podcasts and you can also go to geektown.co.uk and uh, find the episode on there as well along with a lot of tv news and uh, there's been loads of updates and that sort of stuff today as well so go and check that out yep go over to the geektown.co.uk and geektown radio there's also accompanying podcast with the geektown awards where myself david and gray um, discuss yes. what we chose for the awards, but it's up to you to go and vote. Uh, I was going to make a joke about voting for Lightyear, but just go and vote for it if you want. So, <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, but if you like The Walking Dead, like we do, you can vote for that. Uh, it's actually a last chance to do so, at least for the main show. So, um, yes. Also, just a quick little note. Um, 
Yes, we spoke about that Spider-Man series. If you want to know what Angela Kang is doing next, she's going to be showrunning that. It's called Silk, is it? Uh, yes. So it's going to be via Sony, but through Amazon. So that's where she's going next. So we'll see what that's like. Um, that's it for that. If you want to find other people, you can find Bex over on Twitch uh, and other places as well. Uh, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, over on Twitch and other platforms doing her very fun streams. Um, bit of disappointing thing over there that happened, actually. I went to watch a video of hers for uh, Little Nightmares 2 and it was gone. So that was that, yeah. that was sad. But uh, anyway, if you want to go and find Bex's stuff, uh, Trist- Trista B-Y-T-E-S over on Twitch and other places as well. Retro game and chat streams. For me, if you want to find me uh, occasionally over on Twitch and on YouTube, eTalk UK over on Twitch and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for all the support over the years. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Goodbye. Bye.